Yo, yo, yo. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Wait Till You Hear This Podcast. I'm your boy, Ricky, and I'm here with my homie, Dame. Say what up, Dame. What's the word, man? This is episode three, right? Episode three. Yep. Double O three, man. Damn, we 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 getting shows by by the bundle now, man. Let me find out. Oh yeah, we doing pretty good. Three consecutive shows. We got a solid date. We got a solid rollout time. Things is going pretty smooth. I'm saying. So far, man, we've been actually getting a lot of fucking listens too. I think episode one clocked in at about we got about forty five listens for us being nobodies. That's pretty dope. Second mm-hmm. show was trending at about forty, so we're doing a good pace. And that ain't bad at all, man. That's not bad at all. To, to say that we literally just like, you know, starting, starting out to have, I'm appreciative of just having fucking the fucking 40 people tune in to listen to our shit, man. That's, that's an accomplishment to me. Oh, especially nigga, it's, it's, it's a super accomplishment. I tell you that much. Especially, you know what I'm saying? If you, if you know what it's like to try and pull people into patronize something, it ain't an easy, that's not an easy task. For us to get what I would assume is like, even if it ain't 40 unique or 40 lessons, period, for somebody to listen to that shit 40 times, that's that's an accomplishment to me. You know what I mean? I'm I'm grateful for that. So I want to go ahead and give a shout out to all the people that do tune in and listen to Wait Till You Hear This. You know what I mean? Um, we get it out the mud. You know what I mean? Me and the, me and the homie Rick, but we're going to do the damn thing, though. Yeah, man. Believe it or not, though, it's actually 40 different listeners. That's, um, that's amazing. That is when you amazing. When, when you go into the um, the program for Anchor to do this, it actually gives you all the different analytics of who's watching, the demographic, all that type of stuff. Those would be some of the things I, I'd be shooting you through on uh, Messenger and stuff so you can check mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to tell how depth it is, but it's pretty dope. It tells you, you know, how many unique listeners you have and all that stuff. So it's like, it's been a very humbling experience because I can tell you from starting up from my other podcast I do, the anime one. Yeah. That was totally brand new to me. I didn't know what I was doing, but I just knew I wanted to do this podcasting thing. So I jumped into it and it was so fucking raw, man. Producing this shit for that is like something else because it was so many people that I wanted to work with because the different unique personalities and what mm-hmm. they could contribute. It was very challenging to learn all of this with no prior experience. So 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 with that, right? So that the the idea for the the podcast in general, I know that we had a dis- we had discussed like some type of you know media related show, whether it be a in, in, through a podcast vehicle. I know we had did some stuff on Blog Talk uh, some years in the past. With this, um, how do you say the um, name of your other podcast, bro? I don't it's, know. Uh, otaku Strike. The Otaku Strike is that's how you said it. Yeah, that's how you said. So I. I know that you you got you were um I want to say admin of the comic book group, right? Correct. So is that like how that started, or is that how like that kind of like was that like where you kind of got the characters, not characters per se, but like the characters to be a part of your show? So I'm gonna tell you exactly what happened. We all know I listened to a whole bunch of podcasts. I stopped listening to music for the most part a while ago. Because a lot mm-hmm. of it just starts sounding the same. And right. one day, I literally just ran through everything. There was no new. So I'm like, all right, let me go try to find something. Okay. And doing so, I'm like looking through stuff, and I can't find anything of interest. And I'm like, um, I got a tag from Facebook or something in the comic book group. And someone mentioned something. I don't remember what it was. But it was like, yo, let me see if there's any cool comic book or anime podcast or anything like that. 
I looked it up and there was a bunch of them, but every time I listened to it, I couldn't get into it because nobody sounded like people I can relate to. It was like a whole bunch of like, I don't want to say nerdy people, but just people I couldn't relate to. Their style of talk, speech, whatever. It just wasn't our culture for the most part. So basically, it's like it's like a bunch of a bunch of those kind the, the, that kind of podcast, but like mainly like not urban. I'll say not urban. Like it's more so like the white white people talking. Like it's not really our jargon and the way we kind of interact with shit. Is that yeah? What so that's exactly what it was. So it wasn't no relatability. And then I remembered that one of my co-hosts on the show, Kat, I'm pretty sure you know her from 750. Right, I, remember, right. I remember she mentioned that she had a podcast. So I hit her in the inbox and I'm like, yo, Kat, what's up with you guys? Anime podcast. And she was like, oh yeah, we kind of do it on and off it, you know, whatnot. Sometimes it's just hard to click up for because of scheduling. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I went and checked hers out and I'll be hundred percent honest. It was just a little like long-winded. They were still kind of giving me that same vibe. It didn't give me that that feeling. I know a lot of the people were urban or however you want to word this shit. I, I, I kind of understand what you're saying. Like it wasn't th- hitting. There's a there's a there's a thing, right? So like when you listen to podcasts or when you either listen to or kind of try to do like a show type deal, you run the risk of getting into a space, especially especially when it's not structured to an ex- extent. Like what if you start out with the structure and then you kind of learn your structure to where you can like freestyle your structure that's one thing but if you start out with no structure it kind of devolves into this shit where it's just a bunch of people like just talking like you know they ain't really like talking about they just like talking for the sake of talking you get what i'm saying it's not really pointed at entertainment or like being informative it's just kind of like niggas just congregating to speak like pretty much you know what? I won't say that. They did have structure to it and it had a direction, but it was just so many people on there kind of regurgitating the same information over and over because it was like a review show. Oh, the reviews okay. were cool, okay. but okay. it was just like, hey, Dame, what did you think about last night's basketball game? You would give me your interpretation. Then it was like, yo, Jeff, give me your interpretation. You, give me your interpretation. Oh, and it was just everybody okay. back so it was to back. more so robotic. It was, it was yeah, more so robotic. there you go. That's what it was. It was robotic. Yeah. That's a good way to describe it. So after hearing her, her and them show, it was like, yo, I think with the type of conversations we have in the group now, normally just through text, it'd be good to hear it versus typing it all the time. So I grabbed a few people together. I grabbed uh, JJ. Mm-hmm. Um, I grabbed the homeboy Ronaldo. I grabbed Cap. You, you grabbed the human super, superhero, huh? JJ, huh? JJ, the human superhero. That, yep. nigga, that nigga left cars and shit for a living, nigga. Hey, you want to know what's crazy, though? I know a lot of his stories sound crazy as fuck, but I've talked to so many people that know him. All the motherfuckers pass all the green checks. Like, it's fucking wild. Yeah, JJ and that, wild that, nigga, that nigga once lost a penny under a house, left the house up, picked the penny up, nigga. And nigga, they got pictures. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> they, got they, got the, pictures. they got pictures of that nigga. That all that shit crib. check out. That shit is wild. JJ, that's that's my nigga. I picked him up. I picked up Ronaldo. I picked up Cat. And then there were some other people along the way when we met that kind of gave it to the group. I just liked the way they presented things. So I picked them up like Ray. And from there, we just tried to start doing stuff. At first, it was a little hard because everybody's all over the place. And by that, I mean locations. Ooh. We got people in New York. We got people in... Um, oh, Ozone's in it too. Ozone's part of the cast. Okay. So anyway, all of us were in different locations. So, so how, many, how many people total? Um, total, it is myself, it's JJ, it's Ronaldo, it's Ray, it's Cat, it's Ozone, 
So six. Okay, six. So all right. So I know that we've had conversations about about like you doing you producing that podcast and like some of the the hurdles that you you come come up to. So like, what's as a as a person that is like new into podcasting? I'm talking about me and you per se. And you mm-hmm. you're new into producing podcasts. Like, what are some of the 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 challenges that you face in terms of you have a roster of like six people, including yourself. That's a that's six unique personalities, six unique people with different opinions, motivations, whatever what have you. What are some of the hurdles and challenges that you run into when you are dealing with that many people to like kind of I guess you said come to a common goal of, of creating uh the podcast? The biggest one for our situation is scheduling. I want a second. I want to say the second one after that will probably be content. You know, you just don't want to be like, "Hey, we're going to talk about this and this is that." You want everybody to put their input so it's fun. You don't mm-hmm. want to lose the fun part away. I want to say that's the second hard part, and then the third hard part is just getting the message across without everybody like overlapping each other when they talk. Uh, everybody not having enough input because you know there's only so much time. Right. So like. Those were like the hardest things figuring out. Like at first, I'm not going to lie, since a lot of us didn't know each other in an everyday type conversation, let's talk to each other in the normal, we had to have practice runs. I want to say it was like maybe a good two, three weeks before we even got the first episode recorded. We were always just kept getting on mic, trying to figure out the equipment, which program was going to work the best. Um, everybody's chemistry, getting used to each other. Some people never heard their voice on the mic before so when you hear it for the first time it's like yo this is what i sound like so mm-hmm. you could just just trying to learn the ins and outs so we did that for about a month and after that we finally shot our first podcast episode i think it was march 22nd I only know that because we we recently started a um twitter page mm-hmm. and on the twitter page actually for the birthday so i thought it was real gimmicky to just put our first podcast date on there right 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 you but, corny, you corny like that nigga well, go ahead but yeah, um, I want to say it's been a hell of an experience. Like, and because of that, I think it's been a lot easier to do our podcast with me and you because it's only two people and we have that natural chemistry. So I'm going to say, if you're going to ever try starting a show, never just grab somebody because of what they know. You got to get somebody with chemistry or it just doesn't yeah, sound right. I, like, And this is another thing. Uh, I guess we never really give, like, backstory of, like, how we know each other and shit like that on the podcast yet. Perfect time to do it now. So we do have that natural chemistry because we've been friends for, fuck, how how long? Like, going on 10 years now almost? Almost a decade, yeah. Yeah, it's going on 10 years now. Um, And we've had com- we've had com- all types of conversations. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Naturally, just talking, organic conversations. And I will say this. I do have experience with doing shows already like when i was in high school i did a, um a block block talk has been around for for ages i know that a lot of people got hip to block talk when they started listening to battle rap related shit uh like past 2010 but block talk had been around for years before then and they were it were they were before they uh switched to uh a, a pay a pay for um model it was free like you go in there you can do like a a, a a hour or so long show for free they changed it to like a half an hour i think or some shit but it used to be for free so we were in high school and we were doing um blog talk radio shows and that kind of gave me the experience of being able to you know 
like host a show, be able to get in and out of topics, be able to like make sure that I make what I'm talking about either entertaining or digestible in terms of being informative or entertaining and then just being able to weave in and out of or like not let let the conversation get stale you know what I mean now granted it's a little different when we were on blog talk because if there was any kind of downtime you just throw to a song like you fill the switch with songs and if there was any downtime you just throw it to a song and you come back and you figure out what you want to talk about after that I guess radio like traditional radio does have that uh, crutch to lean on, whereas podcasting is just like, if you ain't talking, it's dead air, you know? Um, but yeah, I so like, when we started doing the show, I'm not gonna front, like, that first episode, I didn't know what to expect, but I kind of knew what to expect, because even then, we had did, like, a blog talk type deal before, remember when we were yeah. talking with her? So, that there gave us the, um, it's, it wasn't completely foreign for me and you to one, either like be on a on a on a um some type of some type of being having some type of interaction you know audio wise that wasn't that wasn't foreign so it wasn't like a brand new experience but then like I'm not gonna front us having a natural chemistry and us being friends it just makes it flow so well you know it just it just did so it kind of it kind of it's just easy I'm gonna be honest it's just easy to do it I'm gonna still say it's uh a learning experience because uh, me, I'm very, very critical on things. Anybody who knows me knows that. I won't say I'm a perfectionist, but I want to know what I'm doing wrong versus what I'm doing good so I can get better at those things. And every time I go into here, even my process of thinking while doing the show is how is the audience perceiving this? When we go from topic to topic, are they able to understand what the topic is? How clear is the topic? Do we need to go ahead and educate them really, really fast? That way, if they don't know the topic, they get the gist of it to go on. It's stuff like that I start learning. I, I get I get that, but I also understand that I guess I guess where we differ, because I'm I'm pretty um I'm anal about stuff like that too. And I'll say that you aren't a perfectionist, but you are extremely analytical in terms of analyzing what it is that you do so you can process, okay, how do we do it next time? Not so much perfection. It's more so like knowing the ins and outs of everything to make sure that you can navigate it that much better the next time we do it. And I'm like that too. But with me, I can, I guess I can like parse it down to understanding this is something new and we will get better at it. Like, you know, it's just, I understand that with reps and us doing it, we'll get better at, at like doing all the things that you that you just mentioned, like in terms of making sure that the audience is with us completely through each different thing that we're talking about, or they get enough of context for every topic so they can understand what it is that we're talking about. Like I get what you're saying, and that's something that is true. But it, I just feel like time and us listen listening back to the shows, we'll kind of pick up on more of those things. In my opinion, in my opinion. No, I, I agree with you. I think I just have a little bit different challenges for me for that because I do multiple podcasts. Mm-hmm. That's, and, that's definitely true. That's definitely true. And in doing so, sometimes the ideas kind of something that uh, that might not work for us here might work over there. And some things that don't work over there might work for here because of the personnel. Mm-hmm. And then this, sometimes I have to remember to try to filter myself on jokes. And by that, I mean, there's some things that come to mind right away because I just got through doing a podcast with them, then me and you hop on. So I have to try to go, okay, let me change my energy because this is a whole different type of podcast. So those things are interesting. Like this morning, as soon as I woke up, 
we're working on shooting our things in segments now to try to figure out a way to get around this whole um, scheduling issues that we mm-hmm. have, and it's yeah. working out good. So as soon as I got up this morning, I had to hit Cat up um, and Ray up, and we got up about 8 o'clock Alaskan time, and we shot a podcast. By the time I was done with that, like an hour and a half later, it was like, all right, let me go ahead. Let me go do my jogging. Let me go do my eating. Then it was like, let me go over notes of things that we want to talk about. Make sure me and you are still on the same page for the things we want to talk about. And then let mm-hmm. me go do a little bit of research on that. So I don't mess around and give people incorrect information. So it's like, it's, it's dude, it's a job. Like I always thought this was going to be so much easier, but I like the grind. It keeps you busy. So that's fun. Yeah, I ain't mad at it. I get, what, I get where you're coming from. I understand. Like, I understand like the whole... It's it's interesting about producing people and like trying to make sure that you get the most out of everybody that's involved. It's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing. But with that said, bro, I know you got your your podcast shit going on. You 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 got your shit going on where you trying to produce people. It's so stressful, whatever. But what you got on my fifty two blocks, my nigga? What you got on my 52 blocks, bro? 52 I just, blocks? I just need to know what you got on my 52 blocks, bro. What the fuck you talking about? That movie with Black Panther? When he was nah. a cop? When they killed his daddy? Nah, nigga. I'm talking about the jailhouse rock, nigga. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> the 52 blocks, the jailhouse rock, nigga. What the fuck is that? Was that a Jada Kiss album? What the fuck is you talking about? All right, so check this out. And this, is, this completely shocked me, right? There, I it shouldn't have shocked me though, but just n- me not thinking that black people got shit like this, you know, like I just didn't, I never thought that, like, when I think of like martial arts and like mixed martial arts, MMA, and shit like that, I think of like Brazil, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu or like some of the shit that Bruce Lee was doing, doing that thing is like Wing Chun or like karate and fucking boxing, wrestling. I never thought that black people had their own martial art. And it's this shit called 52 Blocks, bruh. And like... <laughs> <laughs> what? It's called 52 Blocks, bruh. It's like a... It's a martial... <laughs> it's a martial art predicated on defense, nigga. So like, these niggas be like... It be look... It look like... It low-key look like they vogue, nigga. When they... <laughs> <laughs> Them niggas be closing their arms across their face and shit, nigga. So, so check this out, right? This shit, this it, it is is predicated. It's mostly in jails, right? And like, I think East Coast. I'm gonna be honest. I think East Coast jails because I ain't never heard nobody down south talk about no 52 blocks, bro. I've never heard it before. I think it's East Coast jails. But I thought you was talking about the movie with Black Panther while you bullshit. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, right. So like 52 blocks. So, so so check this. So check this out, right? Bruh, do you know in, in the East Coast jail there was a nigga named Mother Deer, right? Right? I'm sorry, repeat that one more time. Mother in, Deer? In the East Coast jails, it was a nigga named Mother Deer, right? Nigga, do you oh, know right? do you know that this nigga Mother Deer was was some was somebody was somebody boyfriend in jail or whatever and picked up the art of 52 blocks, right? From 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 his old man. He picked up the other 52 blocks, and once his, his boyfriend left jail, that nigga was using the... <laughs> so, 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 Carter, right? This nigga was using the 52 blocks. He was running down on niggas, knocking them out. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So, pretty much... <laughs> <laughs> 
so what mother mother deer was getting his shit ran through by another inmate. Mother Dear, Mother Dear was was had a boyfriend, and his boyfriend taught him the fifty two blocks. So when he leave jail, people wouldn't fuck over Mother Dear. You know, he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna teach you a couple of fifty two. I'm, I'm gonna teach you two blocks. All you need is two blocks, because that's what the fifty two <laughs> fifty two blocks people be like. Listen, if I teach you one block, you'll never lose a fight if you just perfect that one block. So. You know, but the dead boyfriend taught him. What is it? Him. You cover your ass? Like literally, you put your hands on your butt cheeks. Like what? what the fuck? Like I mean, he was getting. He had a boyfriend. Like and it, wait, hold on. There's so much to digest. God, God, dear. No, mother dear. Mother dear. No disrespect to this man. No disrespect, because I'm well, not trying to disrespect him. From what I know, mother dear is dead. Still, I don't want to offend his family or something like that while listening. But mother dear. Boyfriend left prison, and before the boyfriend before left, he prison, left, yeah, he taught him a couple other blocks. Yep. But but then, dude took the blocks and start raping people. He took the block and he would run down, knock a nigga out, and and and, and have his way with him. Rape the nigga. Was it the booty bandit? That one dude who'd be like, oh, "You got something I want? We could do this." The heart was it him? I don't think that's Mother Dead. Like Mother Dead was like a fighting type nigga though, and then like they got this thing niggas is doing. So this is the weird. <laughs> so they got the, they got the fifty two blocks, but this is the weird part, right? Like niggas is on there giving instructional videos about like mother did techniques, nigga. So like it's weird because like mother did had this technique where like mother did would like if you fighting mother did mother did would catch your catch your fist like catch your fist. And kiss your fist, nigga. And kiss like why y'all? F- These niggas, I'm trying. You, Ricky, you, bro, are you making this shit up? No, there's no way in hell. You in a fucking prison fight? A nigga catch your fist and kiss it, nigga. You might as well just go to the anime show on that because it sounds like some fucking Dragon Ball Z shit. Like, haha, Goku, you have attacked me, and I've caught your fist. Yeah, like, what the fuck? I'm not, I'm not lying, bro. They said this nigga mother dead, bro. He was so nice with the because this the 52 is real, dog. You laughing this shit think the 52 is fake. This 52 block shit is real, nigga. This nigga, nigga this sound like an anime. This nigga this mother, sounds like a fucking yo, anime. Bro, this nigga mother did will grab a nigga's like 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 grab a nigga's fist and kiss it, nigga. Hell no. This nigga fucking <laughs> catching fist and kissing it. We <laughs> jumping this nigga and we shanking him. Ain't no, ain't, and he raping people? Nah, bro. That's this so, shit is a fucking movie. So from what I know, that's how he died. I heard kissing fist. No, Mister Fifty Two. Mister Fifty Two said that. Um, <laughs> Mother Dear. <laughs> Hold on, who the fuck is Mister Fifty Two? <laughs> he is this the. He's got character he, names and shit. He is the. He is the most. He is the most uh, highly regarded Fifty Two Block practitioner in the world. So in New York. In the, in the world, Craig. In the fucking world, Craig. In New York, ain't nobody fucking doing no fifty-two. That, uh, bro, no, this shit. No, nah, fucking this shit uh, up. yo, yo, Romero was doing it in the MMA, nigga. You like last skull and bones, nigga. But um, oh my but God. hold on. From what I, from what Mister Fifty Two said, Mister Fifty Two said, <laughs> stop, man. Nigga, that's Mr. 52 Block said that uh, Mother Deer got, got stabbed up and thrown off, a, off, a, off the um, 
Off the chair, so he died. They killed his ass. Yeah, you can't be going around. How long do you think you're going to go around raping people, man? I mean, he, I thought he had the blocks. I thought they said it was like unblockable. Like, once you weren't two blocks, you can't. And that nigga knew 52, right? What happened? 53 came and it was a wrap? Like, I don't, I don't understand. This is the thing. This is the thing, though, Cardo. Other people know the blocks, too, nigga. So if it's block versus block, nigga, somebody block got to win, nigga. And it just wasn't his. <laughs> it, just, it just wasn't his time. If it's block versus block, ain't nobody throwing no punches. That don't make no fucking sense. <laughs> Are they grappling at that point? Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> nigga, this sounds nah. I'm, nigga, what else is going on in your life? Hell, <laughs> we ain't doing this. Uh, uh-uh, uh, not on Saturday. Nope, we we listen, not doing listen, this. Listen, man, I'm just saying, man. Like, you think I'm joking? They got millions. Not almost millions, but they got hundreds of videos of people doing the 52 blocks. And I there's actually a video of Mr. 52 getting into a fight with a man that was way bigger than him, and he beat he beat his ass. He was. He beat his Mississippi Mr. 52 beat his ass. And then when he started doing the dance of death, all them niggas started running, nigga. <laughs> what the fuck? What's the dance of death? Dude Bruh, it up. It's a no. dance of death. It, it looked like that nigga was doing the crip walk or the blood walk, nigga. That nigga had a razor and he started like flailing his arms like he was a fucking flamingo, nigga. That nigga started like flailing his arms and stooping down, nigga. And like he was getting low, like he was duck walking and crip walking, nigga. And everybody started running, nigga. Them niggas was like, he, he doing a dance of death. He doing a dance of death. Oh no! It was like a, it was like he was doing like his final, final move or some shit, nigga. It was like the finisher move. And them niggas got the fuck, nigga. Everybody got the fuck. Nah, bro. Nah, yeah, I gotta look this shit up when we done, cause I, I don't believe this shit. <laughs> the the fifty two blocks. Mr. Deer, the fit, Mr. Fifty Two, Mother Deer, the, Mother Deer, nigga, the, Mother the Deer. dance of death, like what the, the dance, fuck, Mr. Fifty Two, do the dance of death, nigga. Yeah, nigga, ain't no jokes. But um, all right, so I'm getting off that, you know, into into some more uh, serious topics, you know what I mean? Because you know, Mr. Fifty Two, he he ain't no joke, he's serious too. But you know, you was kind of laughing at Mr. Fifty Two, so we gotta, you know, what I'm saying we gotta try, even though that's supposed to be serious. For some reason, you thought it was funny. I don't know why you thought. Nigga, it was funny. don't try to play me like that, nigga. <laughs> What you mean? That nigga did the dance of that nigga. You better chill out. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, you said he had a razor and start flailing his arm. I'm like telling you, that nigga was nigga. doing that nigga the bird walk, nigga. Like, and it was on, nigga. Them niggas was running like they saw a ghost, nigga. But anyways, um, oh so this how familiar are, how familiar are you with like this Bill Simmons shit that came out? Oh, uh, nigga, <laughs> my brain process. <laughs> the dance of death, nigga. Oh, I'm just saying, God. bro. I like. I'm not bullshitting, <laughs> bro. I'm not bullshitting. That nigga really do the dance of death, bro. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Cardo. Hey, Cardo. Hey, Cardo. We are gonna have to punch in for the Bill Simmons topic, nigga. Cause you started laughing, nigga. You started laughing, <laughs> nigga. When someone tells you, yeah, so he pulled out a race and he started flailing his arms like a fucking flamingo. Like you know I don't what? know about anybody you know listening. What, but that shit is funny. Oh no! Like, but we can edit this part out. I'm about to pull up the shit for you. Let me see your picture. No, no, no. We can keep going because I, I won't get past this. Uh, the bill. Nigga, I'm uh, sending you a picture, nigga. Fuck all that. Oh my god, dude! Like, oh, well, how did you even come across this, bro? The nigga was on Queen's Flip Show. Mister Fifty Two was on Queen's Flip Show. Oh, okay, that explains it. Because Queen, we having some interesting fucking uh. I thought it was a joke. Guest that, nigga stars Queen, that, nigga Queen, that nigga Queen Slip knew about Mother Day and everything, nigga. 
Oh, so this is definitely an East Coast thing. Like, this is... It's definitely, like, this 52 block shit ain't no joke, nigga. I'm about to send you a video of this nigga doing the dance of death, nigga. I'm going to watch this playing. shit out there, because we got... I'm not we playing, gotta, nigga. No, nah, I believe you, but I... Do you... Okay. How would you feel if someone came to you and told you that... You, you got family members. If your brother ran in the house, his lip was busted, and he was fucked up, and he was like, what happened? Nigga, he did the dance to death. He started flying his arms like a flamingo with a razor. You'd be like, nigga, what? Nigga, what? I'm about to say you. I would be like that, but nigga, I'm about to send you this shit, nigga. Wait, nigga, nah, nigga. just wait. We, we, I'm we, looking we, at it right now, nigga. Nah, we moving on, bro, because we, we can't even show the audience. Audience, y'all just got to go look up the flamingo. Nigga, go place. look up Big K, Big K cancellation slash bartender versus I'm Mr. 52 Sub-Zero version, nigga. You're going to see the dance of death, nigga. No bullshit. <laughs> nigga, that, no, this motherfucker was no. <laughs> like this motherfucker was doing like the uh, the blood bounce, like uh, uh, and them niggas got no, no, calm down. They was like running up on him, trying to stop him. He was like, nah, this nigga gotta go. Like, <laughs> you, you thought you thought I was joking. <laughs> And then it made it worse because they was putting the sound effects on him, like, like the fucking, like, what was it, the Billy Dollar Man when he used to jump off the roof? And that, shit, and shit. that shit popped up and it said, Dance of Death. Wow. I told you I wasn't joking, man. But I, wow. like I said, bro, let's, let's, let's try to transition onto something a little bit more serious. Wow. Um, have, you, have you heard about this Bill Simmons shit? Uh, about what part? Because I know there was like, well, yeah, I've heard about it. So pretty much, like, just to give some context to the listeners, um, Bill Simmons, fucking world-renowned podcaster, one of the forefathers of the genre, if, like, if you want, want to go that far. He's, like, one of the first people I really knew to do podcasts. Like, he'd been doing them way before podcasting as a genre was, you know, any 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 type of popular medium to entertainment, you know? He was doing that show way before people actually cared to listen to him. And so Bill Simmons is was a a, a ESPN uh I want to say media personality slash like content creator. He's the person that invented the 30 for 30 that has become like one of the cornerstones at ESPN in terms of sports storytelling, you know. Um, so he had Grantland and like, he had a, a Grantland, Grantland studios and that was pretty, pretty much like a podcast arm of ESPN. So when he gets fired from ESPN, Grantland shuts down and he starts the ringer. Now, when he had Grantland, he was working with Jalen Rose pretty, pretty regularly. I, I myself, I feel like Bill Simmons is largely responsible for the media career that Jalen Rose has in a lot of ways. I won't say that he's like he won't have that career without him, but I do feel like Bill Simmons kind of expedited and kind of guided him through it, if you get what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. they work together mostly. Like they used to do the um, <clears throat> excuse me. They used to do they used to do like the Jalen I think it was called like the Jalen Rose report. Uh and like Jacoby, who he works for now, Jalen Rose, they have a show on ESPN called Jalen and Jacoby. Like, that's all Bill Simmons. Like, Jacoby worked with Grantland. Jen Rose worked with Grantland. You know what I'm saying? That's all Bill Simmons. Um, and they just made great content together. That's how I kind of got introduced to Bill Simmons' podcast through Jalen Rose and shit like that. So, 
He goes and he starts the ringer. The ringer has become, he basically did the same thing. He turned the ringer, he, what Grant Lynn was, he turned the ringer um, into, he has like a, a podcast network with a bunch of sports related podcasts, some like pop culture podcasts, music podcasts. I know that um, Van Lathan and Jamel Hill are currently, they don't work for Grant Lynn. I mean, pardon me, they don't work for the ringer, but they're currently doing a, um, uh, of the Wire podcast, like they're rewatching all of the episodes of the Wire, and they're doing a podcast episode for each episode of the Wire. So he has different types of things like that. So it's sports, pop culture, multimedia t- type deal. So what happened was I've been seeing, and I'll be honest with you, I've been seeing um, tweets from this Ringer Union page for a good minute. I've heard about it, but it kind of sweet, kind of got swept under the rug because. Like, it's a union. Nobody really pays attention. And then it's Bill Simmons, and his voice is so much bigger than theirs. But Bill, the Ringer Network at this point, uh, they just secured – the Ringer Network just secured, like, a $200 million uh, podcast deal with Spotify. So, like, it's a little different now. Like, the stakes are a lot higher now. And when the stakes become that much higher and there's so much more money involved, like, you got people you have to actually you – you got people you have to actually answer to. So – Nigga, what the fuck did he do? (laughs) I've been seeing, I've been seeing tweets from this Ringer Union page, and they were talking about how the the conditions for some of the African American workers at his 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 the Ringer would were just not like not up to snuff. Like they don't get opportunities in terms of hosting podcasts. They um pretty much every every podcast on the Ringer Network, it's like. 95% 95% white people hosting the podcast. Um, so the New York Post picked up the story about the the unfair treatment that the African American people get in his in his um in his company in terms of being able to host podcasts, being able to like in, produce podcasts, just be to be on air talent. And like the the most indictment, the the most crazy thing that Bill Simmons said was, he said it's not amateur hour. You know, you can't come up here and audition. Well, Bill Simmons just hired his friends, pretty much. He just talked. He get on the podcast. He talked with his friends. He talked with his cousin. He talked with his dad. Uh, the producer of his podcast is his nephew. Fucking call him Nephew Kyle. He gave his daughter a podcast. He gave his daughter, who's like, I want to say like maybe like 11 or 12. He gave her a podcast. But for some strange reason, no black people can get podcasts. Now you got Jamel Hill and Van Lathan. They don't work for the ringer. Like they're not they they just work on what I would assume is like, yo, I'll pay y'all to do this podcast and put it on our network. So that's pretty much what's what's been happening with Bill Simmons, man. That nigga just it's crazy how he built his he built his entire media career off of talking about black athletes. Like that's what he he, he gets paid he, he was getting paid to do and he built his 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 empire off of talking about black <clears throat> athletes. But when it's come, when it comes time, it, it, he just made it seem like he was so much different than the 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 um the the mothership that is ESPN. But when it was time for him to run his own company, he do the same shit. He fuck over black people just like everybody else. See, I don't know because the stuff that I read, it doesn't really focus in on black people. I don't know if that's like on purpose or not. Don't really know. But from what I understand, from what I got from the stuff I read and a little bit of stuff I did try to tune in and listen to for the podcast he re-released after all of this went down, how he tried to do his quality control. From my understanding, when he got the company about 
whatever it was, like 2017 going forward, mm-hmm. they were trying to figure out what to do and how to generate money because it wasn't doing too good at first. And then they said, fuck it, like you were saying earlier, let's do the podcast thing. And they did it. At the time, he's like, yo, who wants to get on here step up? A few people tried, but it wasn't sticking. So what he ended up doing was he got his buddies and stuff that had bigger names, I guess, or whatever, to do the rewatchable, I think it was called, that they said on the show. And that so 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 are you i'm not trying to cut you off but are you like an avid bill simmons podcast listener no not at all okay i'll give i'll give you context to everything that you're saying because even though that was his his responses to a lot of the new york post questions i can give you the context and tell you why all that is bullshit because i was there listening as this shit got started so a lot of that shit that you're saying it's bullshit. It just is. He was, well, he, before, before. Go ahead. Go, but go ahead. Keep, keep, keep going. No. I, I, my, I just no, wanted no, to my, say that. I just wanted to say that. Go ahead. My whole thing is before we could even discredit that, though, like, do you have any of the numbers or anything to back that up with it to say it was bullshit? Because if it wasn't popping, it's not popping. Numbers like, wise. When, when, when Bill Simmons decided to strike out on his own and start his own, like, his own company. It was it was understood that it was going to be a podcast network because that's what Grantland was. Grantland was a network of podcasts. Granted, it did have a companion site to go with it and where people wrote on the site and stuff like that. But the thing that generated all of the traffic for Grantland were, was the podcast network. So when Bill Simmons struck out on his own and decided to start the ringer, it was understood that there was going to be a podcast network. That wasn't like some fucking surprise where he said, Yo, we got we got to start podcast network because this shit ain't making no money. That no, was see, the that, first thing. That was the first thing. The podcast network was the first thing. Now, see, that's that's not what I was communicating to you. What I was communicating. That's what it sounded from, like. Go ahead. From that's from what he was saying was they knew that the podcast thing was going to be the focus, and they started off trying to hey let's do these, let's do that, and none of them were catching on big enough. And at that time, it's like you know I got to do something to get money or whatever to feed my family or whatever so he started going to his friends with a little bit more money and i could tell you from doing starting to trying to do a podcast now trying to get any type of listeners trying to get anything that's just hard if that's, you don't have that's any another thing also bullshit because the main attraction of the grant land network is the bill simmons podcast ricky like literally he he has even even after he left after he left uh espn the Bill Simmons podcast never lost any traction whatsoever. It still was the top podcast in sports and media, sports media podcast. It never lost any. So he wasn't, it wasn't some shit where like he needed to figure out how to gain listeners. He already had uh, the, the listeners there because they were waiting for him to do his next thing. The reason why I'm saying this is because I'm one of the people that was waiting, just like everybody else. And we listened to him. Everybody okay, listened then, to him. And they still was- listen to him. What was the rewatchables he was talking about? Because I guess so, he said it was him and some dude. So like this, a... is the, this is the thing. This is the thing, right? The rewatchables. The rewatchables is a podcast where they rewatch movies and they kind of come to the podcast and just talk about different things that they took from it, rewatching it, you know, and 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 they try to apply like social context, uh, the co- the context of the time, and kind of like they. They, they bring it forward and, and kind of talk about the context from today and different shit like that. And they just talk about a bunch of different things, making fun of whatever, whatever. So initially, this is what the person that made the complaint that said, initially the rewatchables was supposed to be kind of like a, a podcast where you launch new talent on that podcast. You bring new talent in to do that podcast with a media giant like Bill Simmons, right? Because if you're on mm-hmm. a podcast with Bill Simmons and people hear you and maybe you 
Maybe you hop on that podcast and you're funny or you're articulate or you, you get your points across well and you say things that people agree with or you say things that people don't agree with, but um, it's still provocative enough for them to feel like they want to interact with you outside of just this space. That could launch your podcasting career potentially right so initially the idea for the rewatchables podcast was supposed to be some something like that a vehicle to launch new talent but what it turned into was bill simmons just doing a podcast with all of his friends that's what it turned into and that's where the people complained it's like it was supposed to be this thing to help launch new talent but what it turned into was just bill simmons doing a podcast with him and a couple of his friends and they just talking about so nobody none of the None of the um, new talent ever get to do that podcast. That's pretty much what they were talking about on that. Well, I mean, were the people that he was bringing on before it turned into that other shit? Were they popping? It, it never, it never, it, like that never happened. What you talking about never happened. Like it just never happened. Like so him, just him made having, up some shit. Him, that, like, you know how it is. Like you, you say that something's going to be like this, but then you, you like, yeah, fuck that. We're doing this. That's pretty much what it was. He he said he was gonna do one thing, and then it it just became something completely different. And then it's like he makes a, he makes these excuses about how like he makes these excuses about how like the reason why he wasn't able to get black talent is because they were a new company and it was the company wasn't making as much money or it wasn't proven yet. And that's just bullshit because a lot of a lot of black a lot of black personalities don't have any opportunity whatsoever. So for you to say that they wouldn't ride, ride, ride with you because you're a new... Co- like, your brother, your Bill Simmons. It just doesn't make... Like, a lot of the shit that he was saying just doesn't make sense. And it, it runs counter to pretty much everything that the Black people that work with the ringer said. Like, there's a, there's a Black gentleman that was working on this podcast that I actually listened to. Crazy, because that's how, like... In tune I am with it. I listened to the wrestling podcast that was on the Grand Land Network. It was um uh David Shoemaker's podcast was on the Grand Land Network. Um, and there was this guy, I forget his name, bro. I forget his name, but he was a black guy, and he said that he never got like an actual he, he never got like an actual job from them. He just worked and did the podcast for free, thinking that eventually he would get an opportunity to work with the company and it just never happened. And he said that like, like he, he said that like they were never, he said him doing a podcast for free, it just was never going to, ha- it was never going to happen for him. And that one, once he, he um put it out there like, yo, can I be paid for this? They kind of like, you know, gave him the ass to kiss pretty much, you know, like they were never going to give him an <clears throat> opportunity to, to work with that company and nothing like that. And like, it's just, it's sad. It's sad because, like it's it's really no excuse for it to be honest with you. It's so many good podcasts out there, and there's so many talented, like African African Americans and and people of color in general podcasters that have personalities that could potentially help a company like The Ringer and bring in a completely different fan base. Um, and they they just don't capitalize on it because they don't see they don't I, I don't know if it, they they don't give us opportunities because they don't see. Us and them, I don't, I don't know, but like to be honest with you, we've been doing a podcast three episodes, and we we barely we barely got any experience in this shit. And I know for a fact that if Bill Simmons gave us a job on his podcast ne- network, we are good enough to captivate listeners if we got a platform that big. It's so well, many, see, 
There's so many podcasters out there that have been doing this shit for years and years that don't have that type of audience that if Bill Simmons just reached out and touched them, they could have helped this podcast network. But he says that, well, we didn't have no money, so nobody want to work with us. That's bullshit. See, that's not the vibe that I'm getting from reading all this stuff, though. And I'm talking more so about what the unions complain about, because it's not like, hey, he won't let us own the podcast or no crap like that. That I could just get. If you got people that are easier to do the production for or whatever, cool. But my bigger problem with the whole thing is that they were saying that they don't have any writers covering this stuff or none of that stuff. And I think that's a bigger issue that you also, don't have people they with the management about, yeah, They also talked about the, the, um, the black, the, the union, they also talked about how, like, whenever it's a black writer writing for their site, like, the um, the the editors at the ringer do nothing to protect the writers in terms of receiving hate mail and shit like that. Like they don't like filter out those bad comments or like potentially, and it makes it an environment where like it could become a cesspool of hate. You know how comments get yeah. on these websites where, especially the ringer is a white network. You know, Bill Simmons is a white person, and most of the talent that he has on that network are white people. So naturally the audience will be predominantly white because i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest with you most of the people that i know that listen to bill simmons it started most of the black people that i know that listen to bill simmons it started with him working with Jalen rose that's why we started listening to him in the first place because he was he was he was standing next to Jalen rose outside of that affiliation i don't know if i'm listening to a bill simmons podcast ever so most of his audience are white people and they they these white these black people were saying that like it kind of becomes a cesspool of hatred towards them when they write something that is counter to uh i guess a conservative listener or whatever and it just comes up becomes a cesspool of hate for for the most part and they said that they don't feel protected by the editors at the company and you know what's the cra- the craziest shit and um bio posted this shit in the group the other day so like all of this negativity is coming at bill simmons for shitting on his African-American employees and stuff like that and not grant opportunities to African-Americans. And you know what Bio posted in, in the group the other day? Was Bill, it that Bakari Sellers podcast? This nigga Bill Simmons started a, a podcast. He knew it was coming. He knew the New York Post article was coming. The next day, this nigga drops a, a, a podcast with Bakari Sellers, nigga. <laughs> Have you listened to it yet? I haven't, man. I haven't. I haven't yet. But I'll I'll probably give it a chance just because uh, even though Bakari kind of like, you know, me and him ain't in the best spot right now because he was drinking that Joe Biden Kool-Aid. I know this ain't a political podcast, but, you know, um, we'll say that uh, this is a this is another criticism that I had about the Bill Simmons podcast shit. So I do listen to Bill Simmons podcast. And for the most part, I feel like he talks about shit that mattered to me. A lot of times he brings up perspectives and he has takes that I actually care about. But what I've I noticed this last couple couple joints or whatever he did have the podcast where he had he was with ryan rosillo and they were talking about the state of the world after the protests and this shit started and you got ryan rosillo on there admitting that he voted for donald donald trump and like just like the way they talked about the protesting and the riot and shit like that and all this different stuff it just came across as really really tone deaf so he cleaned that up and he had uh d-ray davis i think the kid's name d-ray though d-ray mccaskill pardon me I said D-Ray Davis. D-Ray Davis, the comedian. D-Ray McCasha. Oh, so what the, the fuck he have him on there for? D-Ray! Like, that would have been cool. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, he had D-Ray McCasha and Vest Guy. You know Vest Guy. Mm-hmm. He had him on there. And, like, he kind of cleaned it up and they talked about, you know, they had a better conversation about the context and the 
the the the perspective of a black person with this shit is and all that different stuff. So that was cool. But outside of that, right, what I noticed is with them doing these redraft podcasts, right? So he does these redraft podcasts with um with Ryan Rosillo. Two white men, right? So it's two white dudes and they did the ninety six redraft, right? So these two white motherfuckers get on the podcast, nigga, and they are talking about Allen Iverson, right? Now, personally, if you know me, you know I'm a big fan of Allen Iverson. But if you know black people, black people are big fans of Allen Iverson, right? Huge fans. Niggas love AI, bro. Like, culturally, he just he one of the most important, like, af- af- athletic figures for for us in general in terms of what he represents culturally, tattoos, uh, cornrows, and what have you, right? So these niggas do the podcast, and there's two white dudes talking. And the way they're talking about I, in comparison to Steve Nash, I was like, I stopped listening to the shit because they said that in the redraft, they would take Steve Nash over Allen Iverson, right? They said that. That's all right. But then when you kind of just think about it, it's like, I don't know, no black people, that would take Steve Nash over Allen Iverson in a region. I just don't, I don't, I was like, yo, this is some white boy shit. This gotta be some white boy shit. Like, well, what was the reasoning? I mean, it really, I'm gonna be honest, it really don't fucking matter with that reason. <laughs> like, it's just, it just, like, and I know a lot of people. Well, it does, just, it does, it does matter because depending on the, the context of it, I don't know if, I don't, I'm never, like I said, I don't listen to the shit. So I really mm-hmm. don't know. I tuned in for this. Last one that he had to kind of see his cleanup to try to, you know, connect the dots with the stories and see what sounded right, what didn't sound right, or just get my own take on it. But what do they do on these draft things? Do they go on there and they're like, okay, you have these players on your team. It's draft so, time. So Who Kobe, Kobe went, so it's the 96 draft. You know, Kobe came out there year too. So Kobe went number one. In the, in the real draft, Allen Iverson went number one. I have no issue with Kobe going number one because Kobe is a better player than Allen Iverson, you know? But when when you when you do the redraft and you say you're gonna pick Steve Nash over over AI and you like you use a bunch of different reasons why and if we're gonna be honest about it, I'm a Steve Nash fan, but when you make me compare so I'm a fan of a lot of different shit. But when you make me compare it to something else that's great, I get to hold it to the standard of greatness. You get what I'm saying? So it's not like I'm c- comparing Steve Nash to the whole entire field. I'm just comparing Steve Nash to Allen Iverson. So Allen Iverson made it to the finals on his own on a, a with a team with a team that was fucking horrific. You could you could make the argument that the team that Allen Iverson made the finals with was worse than the team that LeBron James made it to against the Spurs. Um, and he took a game off the Lakers. That was the I, only game that the Lakers. I hate lost to cut there. you off, but you're still not answering the question. What's the I context? Do, do I'm they trying have to give it, I'm, tr- I'm trying to give it to you. I'm trying to give it to you right now. So. He did, he did all these things. They, if you're going to sit up there, and this is where the contest comes in, if you're going to sit up there and say, well, Steve Nash won two MVPs, he he won more, he did such and such and such and such and all these different things, and you don't want to factor in that Allen Iverson never played with a third of the talent that Steve Nash played with, and then to top it off, you not only pick Allen Iverson, you not only pick Steve Nash over Allen Iverson, you pick Ray Allen over Allen Iverson too, and then and, – and, and then your point is, oh, well, even though Allen Iverson beat Ray Allen to get to the finals, they could have won either way. So who cares? We're going to pick Ray Allen. Like, niggas ain't going. Like, I just don't think I would ever hear no black people go for no shit like that. 
Like, niggas barely want to give Steve Nash his MVP trophies. I'd be arguing to let Steve Nash keep his MVPs. Niggas feel like Steve like Steve Nash stole Kobe MVP one year, and they feel like Steve Nash stole Sha- Shaquille O'Neal MVP another year. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I get what you're saying, but for me, I need more to it. Are they drafting as, okay, this is what that team needed. This is what that team needed. Or no, no, no. Going- They're just doing a redraft in terms of, like, how, like who, who, who are the better players? Like, like you know, at the like it's a redraft. So like you get to use all of the context of their careers and say, okay, with the context, even though Kobe went like tenth in the real draft, with the context, we're gonna say Kobe's number one. But then with the context, we're gonna say Steve Nash is number two and Ray Allen's number three. And we're gonna take Allen Iverson fourth. Like get the fuck out my face. I, I haven't listened to them niggas since. That that shit right there made me not want to listen to no fucking um Redraft podcast after that. That's the that's the kind of shit that the niggas was gonna be talking. So it just made sense that like when you when you think about how it's just so white, it's like yeah, that's some white boy, that's some shit that a white boy would say because them niggas them niggas are big big on even though I fuck with analysts, them niggas are big on analytics and they take it outside of the emotion of it. Like Allen Iverson was bombing on niggas, bro. Like, if you go look at Allen Iverson's stats, that nigga has years where he averaging, like, 34 points a game and shit. Multiple years of averaging 30 and shit. Like, like it was, it's just a different type of... He's just a different type of nigga completely. So, for you to, like, shit on him like that and say, oh, well, you know, seven, 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 like, fuck my face. Yeah, and that's all I got to say about that because fuck, fuck, fuck them niggas, man. Yeah, anyway, I don't, I don't yeah. know. For me, it's all context and... If they're just saying, hey, pick this player over that player, um, yeah, that just don't make no sense for me. Speaking like, of speaking of the NBA, how do you feel about the NBA restart? Uh the scheduling came out and it, it pretty much looks like the um the NBA is trying to trying to make sure that Zion makes the makes the playoffs. They have um, like, by far the easiest schedule. I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. I'm not thrilled for it. It's cool that some type of sports is coming back, but I've been saying it for the longest. They're forcing this shit because they just want their media money. Like, there's no reason for us to have this. Like, let these motherfuckers take the season off. Y'all need to take that hit to y'all pockets and let them come back when basketball is supposed to start. That's what, two, three months from now? Like, mm-hmm. just do that shit and run the regular season. Don't don't force this shit with this bubble and all that. Let these athletes sit down and get healthy versus what is it they wanted to do? They start playing, they finish the championship, and then, like, October or some shit like that, October, November, is when they they're gonna right do back. the draft. Yeah, it's like they're gonna be right back. No, no, they'll do the draft and all that stuff. Then they got five weeks to train. Then they go try to push all the games at one time. The last I read up on it, they were saying something about like every team would damn near play five games a week, so they can try to push all of it into that little short time frame, and they have it finish out the normal time it finishes. Then they'll have their little summer break and go, dude. You know how many injuries we gonna have, and it just, it, it just doesn't seem but, bad. They need to but just do you pick know? Do you know that I read that the Wizards? And I think it's the Phoenix Suns. They have no televised games. I mean, they don't have big names, bro. Why would I? Why would I show up for a fucking like the NBA? Ain't even joking with these niggas that they're not gonna make the playoffs. Like they letting they pretty much letting them know like yeah, y'all niggas ain't gonna make it. We just got y'all here just to play against the other teams because we need these other teams to get. Why would I show up for some shit like this if you're not gonna even put my games on TV? Who are they playing? Are they playing any big name teams? Yeah, they all. It's an eight game schedule, so they all like pretty much for the most part. You playing like you you skipping over teams that didn't that didn't make the bubble, but you playing like the next eight games on your schedule. You know what I'm saying? With the teams, with the teams that was going 
that's in the you get what I'm saying? Like the teams that are in the bubble, you're playing the next eight games on your schedule. So no, I get if, that, but the tele the, te- the they're scheduling. Who who is the Suns playing? Do the Suns got a, te- a game against the Lakers? Do they have a team against like the big names, the Bucks? Like I, I doubt it. So if they don't have any, you know, fucking games against those big dudes, don't nobody want to see that shit. Let's be real. Don't get me wrong. They have their little home fan base, but that's not the shit that you want to see on TV. I understand that. But even with that, why would I show up for a bubble if my team doesn't have a legitimate shot to make the playoffs? And so much, so, so little of a legitimate shot to make the playoffs that y'all didn't even try to fake and put us on TV to make us think that we even had a chance. Why would I show up? So you get paid? It's like it's only you only getting a third of what you would get anyway. Like that's better than none. Don't Most forget. Niggas, I, we'll say this. I'll say this. The, the 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 little niggas can't do it out that money, so they could show up. But like Bradley Bill got a big ass check, a big ass contract. He don't need to show up for eight games, bro. He could do it out that shit. That's fine. But now you're letting the other people that don't have those big ass contracts get paid. That's why the fuck they're showing up. I'm sorry, fucking Aaron Baines isn't getting a multi million dollar fucking deal. Any of those rookies who started last year, they'll probably get a little bit of time to shine. Like, there's plenty of reason why they show up. I get what you're saying, though. I'm talking about the big niggas. I'm talking about the big niggas. I don't understand. If I'm Bradley Bill and you you ain't even put my games on TV, why am I coming? I mean, don't come then. It's one of those things where it's not just because, like, y'all niggas, y'all, y'all niggas didn't have an opportunity while the season was going to, like, try to get in the playoffs. You on a fucking shitty team. This is what happens. Like, sorry. Like, I don't, I don't know. In that particular instance, I don't really give a fuck. It's like, nobody wants to see you guys play anyway. So if you're going to play, cool. If not, and you're still going to get your money or you got, you're well off enough to not have to worry about it, then who gives a fuck? Let those other yeah. dudes get their money. I mean, like, I, I guess I guess, I guess, I can understand where you're coming from with that. I'm just talking about if the team was going to show up, let the little niggas show up and, and get that shit off. That's cool. Uh, but as a, as a soup, because at this point, I feel like Bradley Bill is a superstar. As a superstar, why would I even come and waste my? This is literally a waste of my time. You're using me as like like as just a number to get other people their games in. You know what I'm saying? You're just making me show up to get these other people their games off. If that's it's the like case, a, Dan, why finish out the season then? When you know you're not gonna make it in, them dudes still keep playing. Like it's really no different well, to me. Well, it would have been, been a lot different. The Wizards were trending upwards, and they would 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 have had a legitimate shot to make the playoffs. But with the shortened, the shortened season, it kind of took a lot of teams that had an actual chance to make the playoffs and were trending up, um, it kind of took it away from them, you know? It kind of took that, that, that opportunity away from them, to be honest with you. All right, let's be real. Let's go over those teams that's not getting on the TV because you probably know the schedule better than me. It's just two. It's the only two teams that don't have televised games are the Suns and the Wizards. All right, realistically, the Wizards? Let's say they make it to the first round. No motherfuckers is an exit. That's the, true. The Suns, on the other hand, they might have had a shot to get to the second round, but realistically, they're still too young. First round exit. So if they don't make it, I get it. Now, from a business standpoint, I know it's not fair, but letting Zion and them get to the playoffs and whatnot, that's more bang for your buck. That's what I people want to see. I, I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that. Um, I mean, niggas would love to see Dame also, obviously, but I completely agree with the fact of that's they they kind of you know they kind of moving their pieces on the chessboard because the Pelican schedule is so fucking light, bro. It is so light, and, and when you think about it from the, the standpoint of like the teams that they about to be playing against and the players that ain't gonna be there, like like the Spurs, the Spurs is in this is in this bubble, 
But Lamarcus Lamarcus Aldridge is gone. He ain't gonna be. You know what I'm saying? So that's like pretty much like a layup. You ain't playing against. You know what? Teams teams that they full strength and shit like that. Question for you now: Have you done your homework with this? Have you went and looked at what the schedule was originally supposed to be versus what it is now? Are they I mean, playing can, those same teams? We, we we can do that in real time. We can do that in real time. I mean, right that's now. gonna take a little bit of time. We're gonna have to it's get not, there, but it's it's not it's not because I'm already I'm already low key looking it up already. Well, like, seeing if they, it comes down to these were the same teams they were supposed to play anyway. They so, don't get well, on TV. So the Pelicans schedule, um, they have they're gonna play. This is their schedule with with, with the um the bubble right. The Pelicans mm-hmm. schedule is they play against the Jazz, the Clippers, the Grizzlies, Kings. Wizards, Spurs, Kings, Magic. So after that, the first three games, which are tough games, I'll admit, after that three, their first three games, they get the Kings, the Wizards, the Spurs, the Kings again, and the Magic. Well, if I'm Bradley Bill, I'm not showing up because the Kings are like three of their players got Corona. And I ain't trying to catch that shit. Like dead ass. <laughs> no, I'm, like, this, this, this is this the Pelicans I'm talking about. Oh, so, Pelicans. Okay. Right, right, right. So this is the Pelicans' original schedule would have been. Let's see. The next, um, the next, the next, the next eight, it would have been the Kings. These are the teams, the Kings, Jazz, Clippers. Oh, I mean, I guess to be honest with you, they just kind of just put it in there because it's the same shit. Kings, Jazz, Clippers, Hawks, Hawks didn't make the bubble, so they can't play against them. Spurs, Grizzlies, Kings, Grizzlies. To be cool, and, then, and, then they, to me. and the Knicks didn't Knicks didn't make the bubble, obviously, and then they had the magic. So to be honest, that's fair. That's fair. Well, to me, then it's like the same damn thing. So all it is is like, all right, nobody really wants to see this shit on TV. So let's not waste it. The only one I could see people might want to see is uh how the Pelicans fare up against the Clippers. Other than that, all the other ones. No, the Pelicans, the Pelicans games are gonna be on television. Zion is definitely gonna be on television. The only two teams that didn't get televised games are the Suns and the Wizards. <laughs> okay, but if they got the same schedule they were supposed to play, if they're not playing anybody, okay. I yeah, yeah. On second thought, it's you're right, it's fair. I'll say that. It's fair. You're right, it's fair. I'm not gonna lie. That shit is fair. So with that, what do you what do you think? Like what do you think? Because the, the Blazers are a game up on the Pelicans, but I do feel like the Pelicans have the easiest schedule to make it in. And they kind of fucked over the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies have the, the tougher schedule out of everybody, and they are currently in the AC. Well, I mean, the thing – okay, so between those three, th- three teams, you got a few things going on. The Blazers should be healthy by now. They were supposed to get all of their pieces back together, but – they are healthy. They are definitely healthy. They got they they're losing um Trevor Ariza, so it's gonna make it that much tougher. That was that small. I mean, that sucks, but in all honesty, you got your big guns back. Trevor Ariza was never really part of the plan from the beginning of the season. He was gonna be the small forward, but you're right. They definitely got Nurkic and um Zach Collins back. Th- those are the major. So with that being that said, back. the problem that they would end up having now is and it couldn't it could not even be a problem depending on if these people kicked it outside of what's going on in real time and try to put up some hoops and get it, is there going to be the synergy? You got Whiteside to deal with now. You got Nurtrix to deal with now. How are you going to rotate that? You got Carmelo in the mix and all mm-hmm. that. So it's like, there's synergy with that. It might have been something that could have got worked out during this, but mm-hmm. to be 100% yeah, honest, yeah, yeah. it probably wouldn't have. So it's still the same boat. Right. So it's one of those things. It's like trying to figure out those pieces. Cool. At best, I see you maybe a second round exit. Cause that's hard to try to get all those pieces going in that short of time. They have to make it first. You know, th- these are the teams that are in the play-in. So they got no, no. I get first. that. I'm saying, let's so, say if they do make it in. So at best, I give them a second round out. Cause the other teams just have more time to get it together with their pieces. 
realistically. Yeah. If they if they did make it, if they did make it, they'd be playing against the Lakers. So there'd be a, definitely a first round. Whoever makes it out of the West, they're gonna be playing against. Now, the see, that's where I think the setup for is, and I was actually hoping that was gonna happen anyway. The other two teams you got, you said it was the Grizzlies and it was the Pelicans, right? Now, it'd be dope yeah. to see the Pelicans go against the Lakers in the first round because you got all those fucking old Lakers that got traded to the Pelicans due to LeBron going against LeBron, and then mm-hmm. you got the old fucking AD boy going against his old team. So there's so much storyline in that. That's exciting. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. So let me, I'm going to just run you down the um the schedule for the Blazers and the, the Grizzlies. So the Blazers play the Grizzlies. They play the Celtics. They play the Rockets, mm-hmm. the Nuggets, the Clippers. The 76ers, the Mavericks, and the Nets. They ain't making it, bro. <laughs> the niggas ain't making it, dog. The Grizzlies play the, 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 the Trailblazers, the Spurs, the Pelicans, the Jazz, Thunder, Raptors, Celtics, Bucks. They're not making it either, bro. The easiest schedule that's left on this shit is Jazz, Clippers. This is the Pelicans. Jazz, Clippers, Grizzlies. After that, the niggas play the Kings, Wizards, Spurs, Kings, and Mavericks. Then- I think the I think the Pelicans make it. Cool. If the Pelicans end up making it, cool. We got a good we got we got a good storyline going. Now if the Grizzlies the Grizzlies pull it off and make it, that's even better too. Cause now we get to see how a young team is gonna fare against going against this uh older team. It'll be fun to watch because you know everybody's gonna love the, the underdog. Everybody's expecting the Lakers. I think to win, but... I think the best series I think the best series would have been the Trailblazers versus the Lakers though. Because of the the experience, I'm gonna be honest. Probably it could have, but it's more exciting to see an underdog story against a vet, and especially with yeah. all the fucking storytelling that's going around with the Pelicans team. Zion is supposed to be this next generational talent, so to see him going to of a course. series with oh, LeBron, that's fucking Absolutely. amazing. And then with his Absolutely. old fucking Absolutely. Laker buddies like Brandon Ingram and them backing up, they're gonna be playing with a chip on their shoulder. And just let's just say, at some point, the series becomes a two-two series. Oh, nigga. That's going to be the most watched shit because everybody wants to see it. So I like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not mad at that either. You make you make some good points on that. I'm not front. That I would like. Yeah, that's that's true. That's cool. So for the most part, I, at whatever they're shaking out, who you got taking this shit? Um, from out of those three teams getting in, or just the whole thing? No, and just, just in general. Um, <laughs> all right, this is kind of difficult for me. Um, I'm gonna say I'm not sure. Because originally I was having okay. the finals being the Clippers versus the Bucks, but according to how the brackets are set up, that's impossible now. Because the Clippers would have mm-hmm. to go against the Bucks before the finals, so mm-hmm. I don't know who I got out of the Bucks and the Clippers now. Before I had the Bucks taking the entire thing, but okay, I'm not sure. Like I said, from how things are set up, it seems like they're trying to set up for best ratings possible. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what to expect. Clippers or Bucks? I'm gonna just go with that. I'm gonna lean toward the Bucks more okay. because I think they have the best team in the NBA right now, personally. Followed by the Clippers. That's why I wanted to see those two get in, but I wouldn't be mad at the Clippers versus Lakers finals, and whoever wins, that'd be just fucking a good storyline. But ultimately, I think I want to see Giannis get that ring, and then he won't go to the so pre- state. So pretty much, you saying that whoever, whoever out of the out of the Lakers and the um, not the Lakers, pardon me, out of the Clippers and the Bucks, the the Bucks, who, whoever. On that side, they're gonna win regardless whoever they play. Um, that's who I would have taken it to be honest. One of those two teams, yeah. But ultimately, I got the Bucks for my final pick. Hmm. Okay. Because okay, now now we have the issues where before I would be like, okay, the Lakers got a really super high chance, but the Lakers just lost Avery Bradley. They're picking up J.R. Smith. Them two players ain't the same. 
it's a lot of different things that each one of them bring to it. So, like, J.R. Smith, you're not going to have him run the point. Like, stop it. Avery Bradley, he would do that. He could play defense. He could hit threes. J.R. could play a little bit of defense. J.R. can definitely hit some threes. So, there's something still there. But being a point guard, that's a huge thing for me. Like, he can't replace that. Then you got other players on the team that they were talking about from that meeting with Kyrie and stuff that are not wanting to play, like Dwight and stuff. So, it's like a lot of uncertainty. So, as of right now, it's like, I don't know about the Lakers. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way about the Lakers in some respects because I already felt like they were devoid of um, elite guard play. Like, they don't really have elite guards on their team. Like, they had Avery Bradley, uh, Danny Green, uh, Troy Daniels, who they I think they released, Rajon Rondo, and is that it? Like, they just signed Deion Waiters. But we didn't really get a chance to see what he was because he didn't really get a chance to play, you know. So they don't really have elite guard play. And losing Avery Bradley it, for J.R. Smith, I feel like Avery Bradley at this point in their career is Avery Bradley's the better player. But that's still a weak spot for that Laker team. So if you do want to attack them, that's an area that you can't attack. Them, you know, so it's it's interesting. I always felt that way. But I did feel like with the Clippers-Lakers matchup, the Clippers have – the elite, I won't say guards, but they have the elite perimeter players in terms of uh, point guard, shooting guard, and maybe small forward because they do have an elite small forward, but you, the matchup is LeBron. The The issue with the Clippers is the Clippers do not have elite big man play. That, that's, the, that's the issue with the Clippers. That's the only issue. But to be honest, I think them having fucking elite players from one through four makes a huge difference. Like That kind of overpowers See, cause, that. Because my... my Montrez Harrell is a is a bucket. Don't get me wrong. The kid puts up damn near 20, 20, uh, 10, 28, 20, whatever. But he is 6'8". He is a 6'8 power forward uh, who, that, that they got playing center for them. And he cannot guard Anthony. He just can't guard Anthony Davis. See, huh? and that's, can't that's do fine. It. My whole argument to that is, okay, cool. You got 80 and no one could guard him. Cool. It's nice. But you got people who can lock down for the most part, every other position from there. So you let K, okay, AD, score every fucking point you want in this game. It's not going to be enough. If we can stop everybody else and just keep doing what you do, cool, nigga. You put up 60 fucking points, we cut everybody else down to at least like, what, LeBron, if they could keep LeBron around 15 points or so, which that's saying a lot. That shit, that shit, that shit that's saying a you lot. Like, if they keep that nigga to 22, okay. they, they, they ain't keeping it 22, I'll even say 22. And then, you know, just stop everybody else. Y'all can beat him. That's pretty much what's been the formula for going against LeBron. That's what Golden State did. Okay, well, you got one other dude that can help you. We're gonna let you get all the points you need to do. It's just a, it's just a different. Else. It's a it's a it's a different it's a different task completely. When LeBron is normally the player on the team, Anthony Davis is in the prime of his career, and he is the best big man in the fucking sport. And it's to the point where. It's not some of the shit that he be doing to people. It ain't fair. And what make it worse is LeBron has been a terrible defender for like the last three, four seasons. But the shit that's happening this year, Anthony Davis is such a good and rangy defender that he covers up everything. That's how amazing he is on defense. I felt like he would have won defensive player of the year this year. Like he, he probably would have won defensive player of the year this year. He was playing that good on defense. So, like he's he's an all world offensive player. He's like bombing on shit offensively, 
And then defensively, like, he locking everything the fuck. So it's it's going to be interesting because I feel like Anthony Davis is so talented. I've watched the shit firsthand. You know, I'm from New Orleans. He played in New Orleans for years. I get to watch every game. I've watched his, the trajectory of him become a, just a really good player to an all-star, to an elite player. He is playing at the, like, if he is healthy, he's playing at the height of his capabilities. He can win the series by no, himself. He can't. Like, that's how good no, he, he can't. is. She, if he was doing that, he wouldn't she, fucking have to leave New Orleans to get somewhere. Like, stop it. He, he's, he's, he got, he, but he got help stop now, it. It's not the same. He got LeBron, he got LeBron with him, a, per, a player that's going to set the table for Dang. him to do it. It's not like he buys. I'm saying that with the team that he as presently constructed with the people that he have with him in the in LeBron James having the IQ that he has that he could set the table for AD to eat the entire series he can win the series by himself with the help that he has I'm not saying that he's I don't gonna, that's just it like, I don't think he has any help points. he got LeBron and that's cool but Kawhi will take that nigga out of his game like he can't what is it? you what got is Chris it? Paul that's too. what that's what they, they throw that, doubles at him you can throw a Chris Paul and Kawhi at him. I personally wouldn't do it, but you can. You 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 meant you meant Patrick Beverly. No, because Patrick Beverly can stay on his person because you still have Morris to go cover his person. Paul, you so you mean Paul? You mean Paul? That's George? what. Yeah, Paul George. That's what I said, didn't I? You said Chris Paul. No, I did. Nigga. nigga, you're gonna listen to this back and hear yourself say Chris Paul. If I said Paul. Chris Paul, whatever. You got Paul George. <laughs> you got Paul George. You got Kawhi. You got Patrick Beverly. You got fucking the other Morris twin because I don't remember which Morris it is. Yeah, I think it's uh, the other one. Yeah, it's the other one. It's, <laughs> I'm gonna say it's the better one because that was the one. Uh, they they got the one from New I York, think it right? Was though, I think it was. Yeah, they got the they got the better one. They did. The so you one. got all four of them to lock down the perimeter. Like, come on, bro. Like, PG can guard whoever the hell you put on the Lakers on him. Kawhi can guard whoever the hell you put on him on the Lakers. Any of the normal guards, Patrick Beverly. Then can they take got up. then they got Patrick Beverly, Marky. Mar- it's it's interesting. It's interesting. All I say is this. They ain't got nobody that can guard Anthony Davis. Even with all that perimeter play, they ain't got nobody that can guard Anthony Davis. You don't say, well, they could double him. No, I'm double, not even saying double like, him. Let that nigga go to the basket every time, nigga. You get every fucking point. We got to stop everybody else. But you can't give a nigga that could score every time down that opportunity. Like, it's it's some niggas that if you let them play one-on-one, they, they are going to kill you every time down. Damn. And if cool. you put a six, if you put a six eight nigga, if you put a six eight nigga on Anthony Davis, who's basically seven feet, like he's like six eleven, seven feet, pretty much. Damn, like you asking to die. Basketball is a team sport. I'm sorry. At the end of the day, it's yeah. a team sport. One nigga's not gonna win you the championship like that. No, it's not gonna happen. Gee, but we'll see. We'll see though. We'll see though. We'll see though. It's gonna be interesting because, like I said before, it's it's on both sides. Like the 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 Clippers have the perimeter players. And that's the Lakers' weak spot, but the Lakers have the post-up guy. They have the big man. So, and that's the that's the Clippers' weak spot. Cool. So, what they gonna do it, as far it, as depth when it goes to the benches? Clippers got the better bench. Sorry, buddy. They have the better bench. They have the they, they do have the more talented bench, but the Lakers have players that they can go to also. It's no, they like got the players Lakers they can put in. They don't have the better bench. bench. Like they don't have a better bench. I agree, but they have players that they can use though. Like, they got a Kyle Kuzma on their bench. They got a Dwight Howard on their bench. No, they, like they might not have Deion these Wade. players. That's what I'm telling you. A lot of those players are saying. They got they got a Deion Waiters on their bench. They got a Deion Waiters on their bench. Like, they got players on their bench. Do I feel like the Clippers have the better bench? By far. Lou Williams. Lou Williams and um, Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell. And don't they have – am I am I wrong in, th- in saying that they have Landry Shannon? Yes, they have I think him. they have Landry Shannon also. 
So those three players alone, I think Landry Shaman is amazing. Those three players alone, yeah, they have the better bench, but Lakers have bench players also. So it's going to be – I'm just saying I don't know who's going to win. I don't really have a dog in the fight. You know what I think, I'm saying? I think I, the Clippers are I, just I, a better team. I root against, Le, I root against LeBron for, for the sake of just doing it at this point because he didn't prove that he, like, one of the all-time greats. I root against that nigga just for the fuck of it at this point. But it's going to be interesting, though. It's going to be interesting, though. What's going to be funny to me is if neither of those teams actually win the shit. Because just like you said with the um the camaraderie of the Blazers, the Clippers have not played together. They just haven't played together. Like, Kawhi and PG, they never get a chance to play to play together because every time PG come back from, from one of his injuries, Kawhi either sitting out or whatever, and then PG get hurt again, and Kawhi, you know what I'm saying? They, they just never get a chance to, like, really – Put it all together. So it's gonna be interesting, bro. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Bucks, I got the Bucks taking it all. <laughs> I don't know about that shit. Cool. I, it's too it's too many teams on the other side to, to give them a fight. Um. Okay, so this is some this is some sad shit, but we got to do it because if we if we're gonna have a platform to, to discuss shit, we just gotta talk about it. Even though it's very, very unfortunate. Um, how familiar are you with the Elijah McClain story? That is the young man who died last August, I believe, in Colorado. Those cops killed him when he had that mask on because of the phone call. Same person. Yeah. So, so he went. That is the person that that you're right. So he went to the store just to give the whole. He went to the store. Um, I think he just was getting some snack on. I think he was getting a tea he for said, his brother or something like that. Yeah, just getting some stuff from the store, you know. He suffers anemia, and what that does is it makes him cold. So he wears a ski mask to cover his entire face so he wouldn't be cold, you know. So the the police get a call for a suspicious person, and what they do is they run down on um, Elijah McClain. Now, the problem is Elijah McClain is an, intro, an introvert, and from what I'm told, I think he's autistic. I'm not sure, uh, but I think he's autistic. So when they run run down on him, he communicates with them. I haven't done anything wrong while y'all stopping me. Um, I am an introvert. Can you please give me my space? Can you give me my space, please? Can you give me my space? Can you back away from me, please? You know the police officers don't like to be told what to do, so they completely do the opposite. They grab him. Uh, struggle ensues. They force him to the ground. They fucking tasing him and shit, and they handcuff him. So at, at at a certain point, it's like eight cops around this kid. He's like fucking, they say he was like 140 pounds or whatever. And for some reason, I think this was Denver, right? Was this Denver? Uh, it was in Colorado, but don't believe it was Denver. Co- Colorado. I don't know. I think it was Aurora or something like that. I can't remember. I... That might be true. That might be true, but I'm not sure. So I don't know any, I don't know any place in the world. I've never heard of this shit before where the people can inject you with what what shit without your permission like i've never heard of that shit i've never heard of the police being able to subdue you put you in handcuffs and then tell para, tell, tell paramedics ems to inject you with something to sedate you without your permission cuz to my knowledge the the police officers on the scene definitely didn't know what that kid was allergic to so they 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 um they get him on the ground, they handcuff him, they got him on the ground and shit. And it's like eight fucking police officers surrounding this one kid who didn't do shit but not want to be touched by the police because he was not 
Uh, he was not guilty of committing any crimes. He was just walking home from the store. Um, and they call it EMS, and the EMS injects ketamine into him. You do you know what ketamine yes. is? Uh, I I was told that it was heart strangulator. Yes, pretty much. Um, I I wasn't I, I didn't know that I was I was told that it was heart strangulator. So he's 140 pounds, but the EMS person injects enough ketamine into him for a 220 pound man. So Elijah McClain goes to sleep and never wakes up. Never wakes up. For no reason. For no reason whatsoever, bro. That dude got killed for nothing. And if you listen, man, and this is the part that killed me, man. If you if you listen to this kid talking about, he's like, he's like, I'm sorry, I'm kind of getting a little. He's like saying, like, I'm different. I'm different. I'm I wasn't doing anything wrong. I'm just different. I'm an introvert. I don't hurt anybody. I don't kill flies. Like, I'm different. I'm I'm just different. I wasn't doing anything. I'm just different. And you know, like he's like pretty much begging them to stop doing that shit to them, bro. And they just it just it just it, it comes across as a situation where they the, the the police the police have this bad this bad habit of running down on people that didn't do shit and grabbing them and putting their hands on them. And people don't want to be fucking touched. Like, why are you fuck why you gotta fucking put your hands on me? Why you gotta put your hands on me? Like, why you gotta touch me? Just leave, like, you know, like it shit just it, it just pissed me off. They don't man. it just pissed me off. They don't have like correct footage and stuff on this, right? Because like the body cam or something like no, that. No, it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely they I watched the three hour long video of this shit. They have body cam from pretty much every police officer that was on the scene. So it's like like body cam from eight different people for perspective, you know, eight different people and and for some strange reason, I don't know why the the police uh, have the right to do this, but for some strange reason, these motherfuckers always either covering their body cams or turning their shit off or whatever. Like, I don't know why that's... Yeah, that's, what I, was, that you that's could what I was asking for clarification. There, there was some type of issues uh, with, like, the body cams, right? They like No, they have it. They have they have the body cam footage of us. No, I'm saying, didn't I they have, like, something in the case going on to where, like, uh, the footage wasn't dropped until, like, November or some shit like that? Like, it was the... the yeah, we're we're just we're just seeing the they the police have this bad habit of and then they knew it a bad habit. It's just how they they protect their own. They investigate them. They they investigate themselves and they don't release the footage until the investigation is over. So they 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 said that the, nobody was responsible for this and then they released the footage. So they released the footage after they already like enact their judgment. So in Colorado, is that a thing for them to sedate people? I'm only asking because I know from state to state things vary drastically on how what police can and can't my do. Nigga, I have, my nigga, I have never heard of this shit before. Apparently it's a normal thing in Colorado, I guess. But I've never heard of you subduing you subduing, because they had him handcuffed already. He was already handcuffed and down on the ground with eight police officers who are all armed surrounding him. So he wasn't going to do anybody anything. You get what I'm saying? I don't understand. I don't understand why EMS was called to sedate him. I don't get it. Like, he was already subdued. Why you couldn't just put him in the car and take him to jail if you were going to take him to jail? You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand where the ketamine came in. Like, and you can hear... So they say that the police officers are not responsible for this. But you can hear the police officers because they didn't inject him with the ketamine. Uh... And they didn't suggest that he be injected with the ketamine. But you can hear the police officers on the video say, 
yeah, I'm about to call and um get the get the get get him injected with some, you know, ketamine. Yeah, I read uh pieces of it where they were saying the cops were pretty much like, Yeah, he didn't really do anything. Like there was there was a point of admission in the tape. I still haven't seen the tape. And to be honest, I'm like tired of watching people die. I know that sounds kind of like selfish, but that shit is hard to just constantly keep watching people it, get it, it, killed. It, it, it is. It's not even it a thing about it. Like got... It's just I don't want to see anybody die anymore, especially like I'm that. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it too, but I just like to have for some strange reason when these things happen and people post like a little two minute clip of the shit, I like to have the full context of the situation. I just like to see everything that happened. I want to see, and they had it. He's like walking, you know, he was, he listening to music. He got fucking, he got headphones in it. You know how it is, bro. When you listening to yeah. music, you might dance a little bit. You might swing your arms a little bit. Cause you listening to a song and like he on the good foot. You know how this oh, shit yeah. go, man. He walking, he on the good foot. He walking home. And like the fucking police run down on him. And he like, bro, why y'all, what are y'all, I ain't do nothing. Why y'all fucking with me? I ain't do shit. Why y'all fucking with me? Why y'all coming up to me? Like, you know, and they said like he was waving his arm. He was, he had a skin ass on and he was waving his arms. The kid was listening to music. It's just, it's just, it's a, it, I don't know, bro. I don't like shit like that pissed me off so much, bro. Cause this is, this kid was not a violent person whatsoever. He was from every, everything that you saw and you hear from his relatives because there's body cam footage after this shit is over. The cops going to his house, going to his house and trying to get a relative to come up to the hospital because I feel like they knew he was either either dead or he was not going to be waking up from this coma that they put him in. So they were trying to get family members up to the hospital. So they go to the house that he was staying at. He was staying with a cousin and they get the cousin on the phone and the, the um, representative from the hospital is there with the police and you can see her on his body cam. And like the lady on the phone is saying like, I'm at work right now. I can't make it to the hospital. I, I get to, I get off at three after, after I get off, I can go to the hospital then. And you can see the lady on the body cam, the representative from the hospital shake her head. No, basically saying that, no, she needs to get to the hospital now. You yeah. get it? It's kind of like they knew that he was going to be dying. So he needs to get to the hospital now. And then they call, they kind of, they, they finally get in contact with his mother. His mother comes down and then like the, 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 um, the body cam footage picks up with them in like this conference room with his aunt and somebody else in the, in the officers briefing them on what happened. And like, this is the, this is the thing that, that fucked me up too, that, that stood out to me was as you watch, as you watch the, um, the, 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 the initial footage, right? of all of these police officers. It's like eight different police officers on the scene for this 140-pound kid that didn't do anything wrong, committed no crimes. As you watch it, every time a new officer walks up, they are briefed on everything that happened. They are literally briefed on, yeah, he was moving his arm, so we took him down. We um put him in um a sp- this kind of choke hole, and we did this, and now we call the paramedics, and they're going to inject him with some ketamine. Like, pretty much every officer that walks up is brief with that. They are told that. So you get in the conference room with his family members, and the officer is telling, him that, telling them that he don't know what happened. Like, uh, she asked, was he shot? And the, the, the man says, no. The man says, no. Was he tased? Uh, was he what, like did, did what him being t- did him being tased do this? Like what what happened for this for this to happen? And he said, I don't know. He was like he he told them uh it was a struggle so We took him down. The EMS came. They administered they administered medical treatment. That's what he said. Medical treatment, and this happened. This is how it happened here. 
And his auntie was like, they covering their tracks. That's what she said. In the y'all covering y'all tracks. Yeah. So y'all telling me that this happened to my this happened to my nephew and nobody don't know nothing. Y'all covering y'all tracks. And then he even on this video, just to like make it a little bit more clear, they thought that they had one. They thought that they was gonna get one family member to kind of flip and like make 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 the case for them to why they had to react this way to Elijah. Uh, so they talked to this 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 girl that he knew for his whole life. Like they knew each other their entire lives. And she was like, I don't know why they acting like Elijah. Don't be acting crazy sometimes because he does act crazy. And like the only example she could give is like when he smoke smokes weed, he kind of spaces out. But then even she, when she got into the room and she was being kind of she was she was being kind of a witness or whatever, she was saying that he was nonviolent. And he don't he don't he don't harm nobody. Like people will hit, put their hands on him and he don't even hit them back and shit like that. Like, you know, he's a nonviolent person and all this different stuff. And it was it's just sad, bro. It's just sad. And I don't know if you're familiar that there's another video that came out of like this police officer, this police officer wanted to trespass this, this, this woman. So he told the woman to get out of her car and walk over to his car so he can give her a trespass for the place that they was at. So the woman said, this black lady, it's a black lady. She said, yeah, I don't have no shoes on. I don't want to walk. Can I just drive over to your car and you trespass? And he was like, no, you're going to get out of your car and you're going to walk with me. And if you don't get out of your car, I'm going to, I'm going to pull you out of your car and I'm going to um, arrest you for uh, a nonviolent, um, refu- like refusing authority or some shit. So he pulls this, he, like eventually it escalates to him pulling her out of her, her, her car. This lady's pregnant. I think she, they said that she was like, like, like three weeks pregnant, pregnant or some shit like this. This lady's pregnant. He pulls this lady out of her car, starts wrestling with her, gets her on the ground. And this motherfucker tases her in her stomach, nigga. In her fucking stomach, bro. And she loses her kid. She lost her kid. She lost her baby. Like, it just don't get no better, man. It, just, it seems like it's not getting no better. The only thing that's happening is, like, they might be held accountable, but we ain't see the trials yet, so I don't know. Well, have you seen what they're doing in Colorado in response to a lot of this stuff? The laws and stuff that they're passing? I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen... I did see that they are gonna um reopen. They reopen um Elijah McClain's uh case because the 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 officers the for some strange reason in America they let the police departments investigate themselves. Like they get to investigate themselves and then they get to draw a conclusion. So they they they're gonna reopen it and ho- hopefully they put some other people on it because it was the same thing with the Rashad Brooks shit. With the Rashad Brooks shit, when they let their the own their own people do it, they like they let they let it go. But as soon as they open it up to other people to look at it, that's when the the um the charges came, and then that's when the you know what I mean. Similar to the George Floyd shit, when nah they got the, they got things a lot more bigger than that going on as far as bills being passed. Like Colorado um passed some bill, I think it was called like the uh, enforcement and charge. And what was it? Inter- integrity, integrity build or something like that. I was reading about earlier. Um, Sean Williams from the group, he posted about it and it, it put up like a lot of information that was interesting. So pretty much um, you don't have immunity for not ev- intervening anymore for like uh, things that are going on. So say like cop A is doing some fuck shit and cop B is just watching and he doesn't step mm-hmm. in and go, hey, this is against the law. You're fucking in trouble. There's like, there is no more of that. Um, if your cop cam comes off at any time, anything that happens after that, you're in trouble for that. You're pretty much fucking fired. Um, 
You know, I just, I just pulled, oh yeah, I'm, I just pulled it up. Yeah, I'm reading a little bit of it. So it's All like right. a lot of interesting things that they're working on for it because of stuff that's going down like this. It's pretty much like I think it was like a some type of a misdemeanor. I think like class one or something like that. I don't remember. It, said, it says that it says that it's going to start July twenty July first, twenty twenty three. Uh, I'm just a little bit of the bill summary. It says beginning July first, twenty twenty three. The bill requires all local law enforcement agencies in the and the Corallo State Patrol to issue body-worn cameras to their offices and require all recordings of the incident to be released to the public within 21 days after the incident. That's a bunch of these different statutes on here. All use of force by peace officers that results in death are seriously body. Yeah, you're, you're right. I see all this shit on here. Yep, you're right. This is interesting. It's interesting how they did it. I don't. I think nothing changes until these officers lose their quali- qualified immunity. And how qualified immunity was explained to me was basically if you did something before and you weren't you weren't charged for it then you can never be charged for it because you got qualified immunity now did you kill somebody before and you didn't get charged for it oh since you did it that time i can't charge you now that's pretty much how that shit works qualified immunity like you can't it's it's man i'm not saying things are perfect but things are starting to get done because a lot of these cases they are they are they are they are they are and like people are not tolerating shit and for the most part, the government don't want people to come in and fuck up all their stuff no more. So they kind of act expeditiously. I so things that, are starting basically. to go toward a good, you know, a good trend. I'm not gonna say a perfect trend, but it's better than where we had it before. And hopefully, people keep applying bad choices, but figure of speech. Hopefully, people keep applying pressure to folks next, so we can keep going to these steps. I hope at no point do we stop. Like, don't let off the gas pedal, man. Keep your fucking foot down. Keep applying yeah. this pressure on so things keep changing like that's the one yeah. thing i hope doesn't happen that's so i kind of even even with that going back to the basketball stuff their point of view is they don't want to use basketball as a distraction i kind of feel them on that at this point because even bradley bill is still out in the streets with fucking uh what's his name um uh bad knees oh my god i can't remember what his name right now the other superstar on their team uh, john wall john, john, wall, wall, john wall they're john still wall. out there protesting and stuff like that mm-hmm. it's not covering it big but they're out in the streets for real still doing it so i'm hoping these people don't stop what they're doing and keep fighting for the cause so these things can get done because it's a lot of things getting done that isn't getting pushed in the media and I think people really need to start doing more research and sticking with this versus it being a fad. Okay, yeah. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Things are changing but it's just like when you see when you when you kind of gain a little measure of hope you see a new one and it's just like it makes you kind of crumble all over again, man. Sadly. It's just Yo, yo, all right, man. So, did you did you tune into uh, the Ultimate Madness shit today? You know what? Yeah, I caught it in the halfway. I forgot the shit was even going on, and I think I saw a tweet either by you, bio, or somebody that says something about it. I was like, oh shit, the shit's on, and that's when I hit you about the the link for it, and I tuned in. I think I started watching. The twerk and swamp battle is when I got there. When I got on, yeah, it was just yeah, Black it was right before rambling. that battle started. They were talking for a very long time. Uh, so, what'd you think of? What'd you think of? <laughs> what'd you think of twerk versus swamp, man? My honest opinion is the battle was fucking awful. I would never watch that again. If I was mm-hmm. smack, I'd be fucking uh, very upset about Twerk getting up there and just fucking choking every round. Like, Jesus Christ, it was bad. It was either stumbling, choking, or, like, it it wasn't a good look. Swamp got up there and did his thing, but to be honest, because it was so one-sided, it was, like, very underwhelming. 
Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I think that I think I don't know what it is, man. It Twop is a newcomer, right? So I had no idea that he was that talented. Like I didn't know he he was that talented of a writer and a rapper. Uh, so as I'm watching, I'm like, hmm, okay, this he going? He he, he doing his thing? And then Twerk get up there. His first round is cool, but then he you know stumbles out in the first, so he loses that round. Second round comes. Swamp is still doing his thing. Arguably his best round of the battle is in the second round. And then Twerk's best round is his second round. So those rounds to me are debatable. It's just debatable, you know? I felt like it was a debatable round. And then you get the third. Swamp's third was good, but it wasn't as good as his first two rounds. And then Twerk has one of the, the longest chokes I've ever seen. I've never seen, in the URL setting, I've never seen anybody choke for that long. Bullshit, you don't remember Lux then. <laughs> Lux shit was forever, bro. Lux shit was, you're right. Was, oh, you're right. And I had the audio of that one, so yeah, that shit was kind of long. Uh, it just, I guess, I guess I'll say it wasn't. Lux shit wasn't as awkward as this one, bro. The fuck this it one was. was this one was, was on stage, bro. He was like, uh, um, hold, let me get hospital yeah, giving let, out let beds. Me get, uh, let me get it together. Let me get it together. Uh, um, shit, nigga, who are you? Let me get some water. Um, let me uh, get like, it together. Let me get it together. <laughs> he was going through it. At least Twerk was like, fuck. Like he knew he fucked up. He was like, come on, let me just get it back. He walked in the circle a little bit, and then you know, finally he was like, fuck it. Lux was like. Hmm, put his hand on his hip. You know that meme with the lady where she bent over and she look at? He was doing all of that shit. Like, it was just like, it was like, what the fuck? And then, you're right, like, you're right, you're right. I'll take it back then. A lot of shit was worse. But this was one of the most awkward chokes I've, I've seen in a while, nigga. I that think nigga just, he just kept, he just kept like, like I would look and I would think like, oh, he didn't give it up now. And I look back again and the nigga still trying to remember his round. Like, it was like, bro, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Just give it up, man. I think the setting for this one is what made this one look a lot worse than it is since it really wasn't anybody in the room. Then they have the black backdrop and all that stuff and made it look awkward. Like, he was in fucking limbo. Like, that's why I think the that's setting for true. it made it look That bad. is very true. That is very true. Um. So, yeah, Swamp Swamp is a newcomer. Twerk is, like, a top tier. is top tier. In the last two shows I saw from Twerk, that nigga lost in the same fashion to... Uh, Gichigati, and he lost in the same fashion to Gichigati. Uh, That's the champion. Swamp, Swamp. I'm not about to do this with you right now. Uh, so yeah, so much for that. I mean, twerk the fuck are you talking together. about? He's the champion. I know what you was about. about to I know she was about to. I know she was about to say, nigga, you trying to talk about Verb versus Gichi, nigga? I ain't I'm stupid, not trying to talk nigga. about that. That nigga's literally the champ. That motherfucker got a belt. That motherfucker won the money. He about to do this shit again. Yeah, fuck you, mean What's <laughs> nigga. up, nigga? <laughs> Nigga, everybody West got up, nigga. Nigga, everybody got belts, nigga. Fuck you, nigga. Nah, you nigga, got... that nigga won his. That motherfucker, <laughs> that nigga won his. He won someone. He, he, he about won, to do that shit again. He, he won his, and I paid for mine. Nigga, I got mine from Walmart. So, nigga, nigga fuck your Walmart <laughs> belt, nigga. Don't nobody care about that. Nigga, nigga, throw that shit on Twitter right now. Get a million likes. You put your Walmart belt on Twitter, niggas be like, so? Who the fuck? Actually, you won't even get a reply, nigga. You might get me hearted and then retweet. Ha ha, broke ass nigga. That's about it. You ain't getting nothing from nobody. <laughs> man, fuck you, man. I fuck with Gucci though, nigga. But you know I'm an A-verb fan, nigga. Fuck all that, nigga. But I, I like Gucci a lot, though. Um, so that's that for that. Um, did you watch the the Fonz versus Ace Amin battle? Yeah, watch the whole thing. I like um. Oh no, man! That battle was like weird because the energy just started off weird. Like Ace just came up there and was like, "You're a whore," 
you know what you did, you slut. And I'm like, yo, whose baby mama hurt him? Like, what's so, going so, on? So what I, from what I've heard and seen on online, he was talking to John John and Don. Him and John John had like some type of some type of um altercation or whatever. And he was talking to him. I don't. This is my thing with that battle. Uh, it just, it just it just felt like Ace Amin was trying to throw the battle off, bro. He was like, he like start the battle off and he bumped he bumped um Fonz hard as shit twice. And then when Fonz start rapping, he telling Fonz not to touch him. Like, bro, you just bumped the fuck out this dude, and now you telling him don't touch you. So like, I felt like Fonz was just trying to get through it because he knew that he could win it and get to the next stage, which is the twenty five thousand dollars, you know. And it just seemed like Ace was so eventually, like like any nigga would. Fonz got tired of that shit, and it was about to fight. But it seemed like it seemed like it was all Ace is doing. So it's like, even, regardless of what happened with the battle. The energy from the fans that were watching online, everybody that I was watching with, and everybody that was that I started talking about it, because Ace was doing all that bullshit, and he interrupted. He did this fighting, like this fake fighting shit during Fonz's round. Everybody was like, Fonz won anyway, because Ace doing all this dumb shit. You get what I'm saying? Like, they mm-hmm. was just like, yeah, Fonz won this because Ace is fucking his battle up. And then in the third round, Fonz chokes, but I don't even blame the choke on Fonz, you know? Because he'd already... It's, I was almost about to fight it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not thinking about rapping after that. You didn't really think about rapping no more. But, like, and then, like, Ace is wild small compared to Fonz. Like, 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 niggas got, ch- like, it was just corny as hell, man. And it didn't have, that shit didn't have to happen. So, it, that shit was lame to me. And I'm happy that Fonz moved on to the next round because now we get to see Jada Nightwing versus Fonz, nigga. Well, I had a, it was a couple of things that, I notice I like Ace. Ace isn't bad. I just feel that he paces too much. Matter of fact, I was talking to Ledge from Top Tier Podcast. Shout out to mm-hmm. him, 0750 member on his podcast because he went live on um, YouTube to talk about it. And mm-hmm. I feel like Ace could be a lot better if he got his pacing under control. I don't know what it is. He doesn't have any control of it. I don't know why that is. He just tries to get through his shit too much that he starts doing all those stumblings and it's like he has an anxiety or something up on the stage. Like, I don't know what it yeah. is. And I think that fucks him up. Because if he would have paced himself, took his time, he would have probably won that. Like, hands down, easy. But I just don't I just don't think he has a style that is made for battle rap. Like, the style that he's trying to get across, I don't think is made for battle rap. Just being honest with you, like that, like his, 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 his delivery, his cadence, if he wants to battle rap, he is going to have to get a more traditional battle rap style so he can be conducive to listeners and he can make it to where he can get his material across. As presently constructed, his style and the way he kind of like raps it, it, it just ain't it just ain't conducive to him being having like having great showings. Like it like na 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 like y'all we ain't with it bro like just rap man it's like an old grind time thing when I used to try to do the double the double, the double times it or whatever. Is, it that's is. The it is definitely like a. It is definitely like a old grind time, like 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 rap style with like a hood flair to it. Like you know, and this like this this tough nigga bravado shit I, on it. Like I just thought all that extra shit was corny, and then the fact that this nigga is stumbling through his entire shit while he is offing the other battlers ability to get his shit out. You know, it just made it to where it's like, bro, this dude not doing you nothing. You doing all this shit to him, and you fucking up your whole round. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. Get the fuck out. Again, of here, for man. me personally, I think he can battle rap. 
I think he's okay. I just think it's his pacing. He needs to slow down. If he can slow down, his bars are decent. They're not like bad or whatever. He got some stuff. But when you're like fucking, ah, boy, I hate to say this for anybody. He's like Diz. I'll fucking. And it's just like, yo, slow it down. Slow it down. If he slowed down more in pace, it'd be cool because the bars are the bars are there for the most part. Don't get me wrong. He's not like top tier by no means, but the bars are there. He's on that stage for a reason. If he was to slow it down and I guess not let people get in his head, because obviously whatever went down with him and John John before then, he went up there and he couldn't get out of that. That he fucked himself out of two twenty-five K, is it they were going for? He fucked himself out of that. Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta get that under control. He the man went up there and was just like that nigga was heartbroken. Like I said, before he said the John John thing, I thought he was having problems at home with his girl, like his girl cheated on him or some <laughs> shit. Cause he went up there a whore. Are you don't want to talk to you. You're a slut. I'm like. Damn, bro! Like, you sure you want to be saying that before the battle? Because it looks like you know. Fonz had a Fonz had a little freestyle about it too. Yeah, I chuckled at that I don't shit. Know if you heard I chuckled that at shit. that yeah, shit. Yeah, he said this shit. He said, "Yeah." Um, are you familiar with Jaden Nightwing? Oh hell yeah! Okay, first and foremost, he battled JJ, aka Shockwave. He battled him, so I know him from from that. Second, he's from the West okay. Coast, so I know of him. Everybody I fuck with on the other podcasts are well, so love him. So yeah. So I'm gonna be honest with you. I wasn't familiar with Jaden Nightwing too much before I I started watching this shit, bro. That nigga is, has become one of my favorites, nigga. Like his style is so unique to him, and he he rapped like the Rock. He rapped like the Rock talk. Nigga. That nigga fire. The Nightwing is dope. That nigga be he be talking about and if you smell what the Rock is. He has charisma. Mad King, nigga. Mad King, nigga. Yeah, he has charisma. Yeah, he nigga. has a good voice. He demands the stage when he talks. Like you stop and you he listen. Does. He's very captivating. He's very captivating. He take, he's he's a, he's just a good orator. Like he's good at. Like, don't ever say that about another himself. man again. Don't 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 do that. It's, it's, it's about it's speaking. No, dog. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a English no, dude. No, you're not. I'm nigga, a, I'm you're my, from Africa. I'm get my, people from Africa. I'm don't I'm you, don't give me with that that English bullshit. Don't don't ever say that to me again. <laughs> I'm gonna go, I'm gonna get my vocabulary off. The nigga's just a good speaker, bro. He's a, if you don't want me to say already, bro, he's a just actually not bro. to say that. Don't don't tell don't say that about another man. He <laughs> he's a good speaker. There bro. you go. Talk like that nigga, shit. He's good at he's good at changing levels in terms of like he can talk really. He can he can kind of like calm down and like talk in a a a very just like deliberately uh a tone of this magnet like you like this and then he can like raise it up and stay there for a very very long time and then he can bring it back down again. And talk again, and then he can get energetic. Like that's that's a talent. It's not like twerk style. Twerk style is more more predicated predicated on anticipation, where it's like he's setting up one line, and he's gonna talk low for the whole line, and then he'll get very very energetic at the punchline. You know, whereas whereas uh, Jada Nightwing, his style is more so like he's changing levels, and he will once he changes, he he'll be at a one a, a certain pitch. And and, conver- and and converse with you like this, and then once he changes pitch, he's just staying at full tilt for maybe like like eight or twelve bars at a time. You know what I mean? It's just a different. It's just a different level. I like it. His style is unique to him, and I like Nightwing. It. What I like about him is everything you're saying, and the reason why I like those things. It reminds me a lot of the presence on stage that Big Cannon used to have. I haven't seen Big Cannon in some years now because I stopped watching Battle Rapper at one point. 
but the old Ooh. Nick Cannon was able to get on stage and he would be able to talk to you like this, this, that, that. Then his voice would project like a preacher. And I believe his father or some shit like that, someone in his family was a preacher. So maybe that's where he got it from. But he had that for like, I don't know if you remember him versus Mo Dirty. Mo Dirty! Like, you know, he was able to pitch that voice like that. Nightwing has that same thing to him, but his content is a little different. Like, I don't remember who it was he battled recently because I can't remember these motherfuckers' names. Um, he battled that one dude and he was talking about how him and his friend was having those, uh, he, he was with his friend and his friend died or whatever and his friend would have told him, yo, you know, forgive this dude, don't do that. And he t- that whole performance, oh my God, that shit was so fucking fire. I got to ask JJ what battle that was again if you haven't seen it so you can see it. The emotion that he got on there and arranged and he took it in a way he was talking to this man, boy, there was nothing that nigga could do. Like, th- that's all I'm going to say. The other dude, I just felt sorry for him because that nigga just had it in his eye like, fuck, man, I lost. Like, he fucked that kid up. That dude is like, he's a special talent and he fucked JJ up, but it, that wasn't JJ's fault. I don't know if you saw that battle or not. They did JJ kind of dirty. Uh, what do you mean it wasn't his fault? And, well, for one, the gassing on that shit was horrible. There was a dude behind JJ. I don't know if that's JJ's man or whatever. Or whatever, he was a dude in a white on stage. Nightwing would get up on stage. Nightwing was like, "Hello, people!" And dude was like, "Oh my god, this motherfucker!" And I was like, <laughs> "Yo, dude, you're annoying me. Like, cut it out. Like, maybe he was a little saucy or whatever the thing was, but it was just a lot of overreaction." Then I've heard JJ's round, so I know what to expect or whatever. He didn't get to get some of it off. Some of that shit got cut off in the footage, so it's like that kind of sucks because JJ has some pretty nice shit for it. Do I think he was gonna win? I don't know, because you'd have to see if he would have stumbled, performance or whatever, but he has something to compete, so that kind of sucked. But Nightwing did his thing in that battle. Like, the the battles I've seen, because JJ's been talking about dude for a long time, like, yo, you should check this dude out. I know you don't watch battle rap, but check his style out. It's refreshing. And I'm like, all right, give him a look. Dude is dope. That's all I got to say. Dude is dope, and I'm hoping he wins this, because I don't think Fonz was that dope. I've never seen Fonz before. This was my first time seeing him. Fonz, Fonz is nice, man. Fonz is refreshing. He's a refreshing punchliner, man. He got, like, some new ideas and his style of punching. I mean, you can't really reinvent the wheel with punching, but you kind of can. His style of punching and some of the concepts and ideas that he played with a dope. I don't feel like he was able to get his shit off the way he wanted to in the battle with Ace because of all of the, you know, extra shit that Ace did. But in some of them other battles, like, I walked, I came away from this this um, Ultimate Madness thing, and maybe this is what URL wanted to happen. I came away from this Ultimate Madness thing a fan of Jaden Nightwing, a fan of Fonz, a fan of Kid Chaos. I even got some respect for Easy the Block Captain and Real Sick. Like, that's a, a tournament full of newcomers that, for the most part, I had never heard of any of the. You know what I'm saying? I've never heard of any of these people. And I'm a fan. I'm, I'm walking away fans of these people. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So that's pretty dope. It's a pretty. They accomplished what they set out to do. Now, you you weren't tuned in at the time, but they announced um, uh, uh Ultimate Madness too. They they announced Ultimate Madness too. And if you want, we could probably get into that on the next episode because they kind of pretty much broke down the entire um tournament bracket. So maybe we say that for them for next time and we talk about that next. time. We could time. probably do that next but, time because I got to start refamiliarizing myself. I'm gonna be honest. If it ain't Geechee Gotti. Or run so, so that's the thing. So that's the thing. This Ultimate Matters too. They didn't do unknown battlers. It's a lot of known. It's a lot of battlers that you you're either gonna be familiar with or you you know of. To Look, game. Extent. I need you. I, like, no, Bill, this, like this Bill, is what I need you Bill to Collector, understand. Bill Collector and be Magic. Bill Collector and be Magic. This is what I need you to understand. Battle. I for real have not watched battle rap since fucking Arsenal, 
and clean paper bottle. Other than that, I'll chime into a Geechee bottle. I get you. I and get you. some but rum you know bottles. Who, you know, so I don't. You know. You know who built. You know who built. I don't know what his style right? is now. I don't know if he switched it up. How he's being received. You I know. Seen you, him. you know. You know. You know who B Magic is, right? Yeah, he ain't been good since like the last time I saw I, him. I agree. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, when we get into it on the next podcast, some of these names are names that you already know. They put in people that you already know into it. So it's gonna be interesting to see. Like a lot of these battles, Danny Myers is in it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a lot of known people. Dang, that is, that's this this is what you're not understanding though. Imagine if I stopped watching the NBA in 2014. No, I understand. I completely understand. I completely understand what you're, you're like, saying. Hey, you know I'm who just, Steph Curry is? Oh, I remember dude, dude was whack. Nigga, what? That motherfucker the MVP now. Like, <laughs> it, it's changed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. I get you. I get you. Uh, but with that said, man, um, this has been episode three. Uh, wait till you wait till you hear this. Um, all in all, man, y'all y'all just got y'all got to keep your heads up, man, concerning these uh situations with this police violence and stuff like that, man. I know it's tough out there with everything that's going on. Um, but just keep your heads up. Keep up the good fight. Don't let them, don't let them, you know, knock you off your square. Keep, keep up the good fight, man. And with that said, man, I'm Dane. Uh, Rick, you want to close out? Yeah. Um, thanks for tuning in. We truly, truly appreciate everything you guys do as far as listening and supporting us. Um, we're going to have a Twitter getting put together for us soon. We're working on the logo. We got an IG coming for you. So for now, if you want, you can follow myself on Twitter at FitHoodies84. Dame. Um, at Dame Fresh. At Dame Fresh. You can follow him. Um, we're always on there doing something stupid. I'm kind of new to it. So I'm still trying to get my, you know, bearings on how things work. So, you know, give us a follow. We'll yeah. keep you updated on the yeah, new fuck, episodes. Fuck with us, man. Yeah, fuck with us. We'll, 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 keep y'all, we'll keep y'all posted on new episodes, uh, content in general. Uh, we're going to be figuring out, like, YouTube pages in terms of posting our content there, Twitter, IG, and what have you. So just support us. Follow us there. We'll keep you abreast and updated on everything, man. And um, that being said, this is episode, episode three. We out. We out.